If you don't understand the details of your business and have been missold on its stability, then you're going to fail. Jeffrey Bezos. Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, terms and conditions do apply. This is Modern Escapism. And welcome to the show. My name is Oodles, and I'm back, and I'm here to help you procrastinate. With me today, the CEO of Hello Games, it's Stig. I'm vengeance. <laughs> okay. The I'm PR chief of Bethesda, it's Candy. Hey, hey. hello. It's true. <laughs> Quality assurance from Zack Snyder's Stone Quarry Productions, it's Gadget. No. No, yes. No, no. Don't put me in with Zack Snyder. Fucking <laughs> And human resources from Ubisoft International. It's Biggie. Hello. Hello. So, I'm back. But before I want to discuss my return, we have things to sell, don't we? Yes. We do. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm bad, bad. That's, that's it. <laughs> You're not Batman. I am. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you like what we do, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash modern escapism. On there, you'll find the three tiers that we do. First up, it's modern escapees for £5 a month. You'll get an extended edition of this episode every week, as well as at least one monthly special and any other specials we put out. And also, as you can tell from last week's, you have the ability to suggest topics for us to do if you are into dungeons and dragons we do a DD player podcast called do dragons dream of scott sheep and for five pound the scott sheep tier gets you ad free early access of the episode as well as original artwork from candy any battle maps and character sheets gadget puts together and any original music that we do as well and you'll also be able to suggest npcs and items for gadget to use and for seven pound fifty it's the Biggie Bundle. I get you everything. Including mm, naked mm. Biggie. <laughs> I'm still awaiting my naked Biggie, but... All price is subject to VAT. Yes! <laughs> Excellent. So normally what we do here, we'd go through the Nexus, but I have some feedback from myself. Uh-oh. <clears throat> Dearest escapees, Last week, I was away from the podcast due to losing my voice. I regret abandoning you all for such a trivial reason, but without a voice, a podcaster is nothing. The team adequately stepped in with the rallying support of Stig hosting, and he did a brilliant job to push a tight, if somewhat lengthy podcast to its conclusion without a hiccup. It has come to light that I was lambasted for taking the opportunity of losing my voice to sit and play computer games. Let me take this opportunity to speak the truth on what happened. Yes, I did. I spent the time I'd be on the podcast playing computer games because my eyes, hands and other motor functions were fully operational at the time. And I'm not ashamed of what I did. Again, thank you for the team for pushing on and going forward. Full transparency will be divulged to listeners and patrons for any absences in the future. Thank you. Also, another letter was sent in. He says here, Dear Oodles, 
Thank you for allowing me to take part in your awe-inspiring podcast this past episode. It's a shame we couldn't podcast together on that show. Any comments made against you were in jest and a part of my internet persona, and I'd never ever want to offend you, my special friend. You're a kind, sweet, precious boy, and I look forward to sharing a podcast with you in the future. Kindest regards, your humble Prince of Ireland and international lover, Deadbeat Punk. Thank you for that feedback, Deadbeat Punk. (laughs) Never heard of her. I appreciate that. (laughs) So, yeah. It's totally legit. It's totally legit. It got sent by uh, mail um, on the postcard. You hear the sound of Guinness pint glasses smashing in the background. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes. I wasn't... Poorly last week, as you kept it's saying. Pretty much the same thing. No, I had a poorly voice. <laughs> I couldn't speak, but I'm back now. You are a poorly voice. Yes, but well, let's just crack on with the Nexus. And, and I want to start you with Elden um, Ring. He finished I'll ta- it. I'll, I'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> let's start Very with you then, made. gobshite biggie. Ooh. Oh, okay. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Mid vape is the worst time to be called upon. Mm. <laughs> So, uh, yes, podcast. I was given a lovely Christmas present from friend of the show, Emflem, and it was a couple of tickets to go and see Reginald D. Hunter live. Oh, and he appeared comedian. locally, and he was really good. He's great. Cu- currently doing his Bomb Shuffler um, tour, um, and if mm. you have a chance to catch it, please do. It's very funny. It's literally him standing there for at least an hour, um, with some pretty near the knuckles stuff, um, yeah, really enjoyed it. I'd love to go through a couple of his jokes, but I don't think they're suitable for the pod. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he was excellent. Um, one other thing I've been watching um, is from Bedrooms to Billions. Have you guys heard of this? Uh-huh. No, no, nope. like my life. It's not the title of my sex tape. It is, in fact, a documentary on. Um, the sorry, it was filmed in 2014. It's a documentary by British filmmakers Anthony and Nicola Caulfield, and it's basically about the video, British video game industry from 79 to present day, obviously, for when it was filmed. Um, yeah. and it's really cool. It just talks about the bedroom coders, um, computer game magazines, all that kind of stuff. Um, just tells the story of the highs and the lows, uh, some of the key people obviously are all doing it's like a talking heads documentary but it's really well presented there's footage from games just to give you that little bit of nostalgia um it's excellent they've also got an amiga one which i want to catch and a playstation one as well um they originally approached channel 4 and bbc with an idea to do it as like a three-part documentary series but they were turned down so they ended up going on um i think it was indiegogo and then a kickstarter to fund the movies, but yeah, it was fantastic. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, just go and check it out if you're into anything retro. Really, really interesting stories. Some of the stuff you probably yeah, don't know about, but yeah, they just covered it really well. Um, and the Peter Molyneux, obviously talking. Um, Mark Cerny's on. Oh, there. So, there's, so there's lies everywhere. Promises <laughs> that they'll never come be. But there's Rob Hubbard. Oh, we've got Peter Molyneux on our documentary series. What's what's he going to say? Bullshit is what he's going to say. <laughs> I'm just bringing out the five Peter new Griffin fable thing. games. Well, no, he, he, oh, just, what, he was really honest it. on that. He he um, he gave some honest um, stuff honest about with his, his bullshittery. Uh, <laughs> but there's apparently That's a special edition. 
topic. <laughs> it's yeah. perfect. It really, yeah. is. It really uh, is. Goddess! A special edition available as well, which I want to try and track down, which has got an... Oh, by the way, it's about two and a half hours. So um, they've got a special edition with an additional 120-odd minutes of making of certain games from the past and stuff. So I'm going to try and track that down at some point. Mm. It's really, really cool. Uh, but the, the biggest thing I do want to talk about is um, an update to the wallpaper engine that it's now... Are you back on that? It's now got an app on it so you can use it on your phone. So the wallpaper... Do you know how hard it is to do pod art for the wallpaper engine? Yeah. <laughs> but it's so cool. I love it. I've now got... It's all not. This, it is. It's got lovely animated... If you've got the ones you like on your desktop, they're now animated on your phone. It's amazing. Mate, I know how to use Photoshop. I can make my own wallpaper. But this is all done for you, so you don't need to. Um, oh, and I also caught... <laughs> I also caught Ghostbusters um, Afterlife as well, and really, it's good, isn't it? Really enjoyed that. It was awesome. Yeah, that, it surprised me that one because like, I watched it over month, and yeah, it's quite heartfelt, isn't it? It's a good. Um, it's great. I mean, as a, it's, it's a, a good very... homage to uh, to um, what's his name plays Egon, um, the guy who retired. Harold Ramis. That's it. But like I think um was it Stiggy or somebody mentioned it last week? That it's kinda of, it does, it ignores what happened with um the Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2. two. It, it does seem like <laughs> yeah. that never existed. So there's this massive gap from the original movie and then this. But yeah. It really- also doesn't like Stig Stig mentioned that as well. It doesn't add up with a timeline that Egon's um daughter's like nearly forty. <laughs> and he didn't have a daughter in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is fine. You can let those what, sort of things. What happened? Go. It doesn't matter. It's kids' film. I, I do. I do think it's a bit silly that they didn't miss out Ghostbusters too. It, it is. Yeah. It, do you know what I mean? It's pointless. It's, it's not. There's no more reason happened why to it New had York to be. in Ghostbusters two than it did yeah, in Ghostbusters exactly. one. And the it, Titanic and it, arrived, <laughs> and the Statue of Liberty moved across the city. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm sure they would have made the headlines, but um, yeah, it's mm. um, it obviously leaves it open for a sequel. I think so. I'm interested to see if they go down that route. Yeah, man. But, Excellent. Uh, yeah, busy week pretty, and busy week. That's pretty much it for me. No gaming, unfortunately. Ah, shame. Candy, you've been diddling. I've been diddling quite a lot, actually. It's been a busy week for me, too. So I started a TV show called Joe vs. Carol, which is a um, like a comedy drama based on the events we saw on Tiger King, which I didn't oh. know was coming out. It just kind of dropped out of nowhere, which is a bit of a shocker. Um, been desperate to hear you talk about this ever since there was you said a season, you were it. There was a season two of Tag King as well, wasn't there? Yeah, oh, yeah but it wasn't shite. so good. Oh, yeah. wasn't it? Mm. Not, not worth watching, I don't think really. the first season was that good either. <laughs> yeah, but then you realise it's actually happening and it's good. And yeah, yeah this, the, the second season of Tiger King is just actively pointless. I still like, don't know no... how, how legitimate the, the original is. I don't know how truthful it is, to be fair. At least with the first season of Tiger King, that there is a, co- a coherent narrative that runs all the way through it from the start to the point where Joe Exotic's put in prison. Yeah, 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 yeah. The second season of it is only five episodes long, and it's just, oh, this is what this person was doing. Oh, someone was trying to get Joe out of jail, but nothing happened. And oh, Carol Baskin may still have killed her husband. Here's three episodes on that, and it's just mm. fuck off. It was more about Shit. that guy Doc, wasn't it? Doc something or other. Yeah. With, with all the with all the girlfriends, Doc Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, <Wow. laughs> it was, wasn't it? Um, mm. So yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't finished this yet. I've got to the point where his um, staff member has an arm off, and He's I was got really an arm dis- off. I was so disappointed because they didn't use the line "I'm never going to financially recover from this." 
Like they straight up didn't say it, and that was the best bit. Um, but it's got Kate McKinnon in it as Carol Baskin. She's an executive producer as well. So it's um, oh, it's a drama. It's well, it's kind of a comedy drama. Oh, I mean, I it, it couldn't be documentary again. No, oh, it's it? an actually yeah, no, it's a it's a yeah, show. drama based on it. It's a proper show. Um, and it is reasonably sort of sympathetic to both Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin, or it has been so far. Um, but my God, it has really lent into the campsite of Joe Exotic. <laughs> For example, like the first scene that he's in, he's wearing a um, pink sequins cowboy shirt, a mm. cowboy hat, which he does wear, and the old kind of leather necklace with the cock ring in the middle. Oh, I like um, the sound of that. They've really, really camped him up. They haven't shied away from that part of his personality at all. I always um, loved in the original where he had a singing career, but he never sang on any other tracks. Oh, <laughs> he's got uh, like they, were blue green green they were brilliant. <laughs> he was a stripper as well at one point. I bet he bloody was. <laughs> he was very popular with the ladies, apparently. I guess that's how they roll in uh, Oklahoma or wherever. Well, he you're not supposed to. Uh, you're not supposed to um, test your own wares, are you? So, well, the job he was a stripper for the ladies. <laughs> this is true um, so I haven't finished that so so far so good um, the other thing I watched was I finally saw The Invisible Man I know I'm uh, at the cutting oh, edge of releases cool. I'm still yet to see it I'm still yet to see it I was pleasantly surprised by this because mm. it, it, I, I think it got more or less panned didn't it when it first came out not as much as the Kevin Bacon one. Oh, you've <laughs> got to love a bit of bacon though <laughs> purely no, bacon I don't for eat bacon's meat. sake <laughs> I love a bit of bacon. But this one was, um, it wasn't um, like a supernatural type thing, which I think probably most people were expecting, which is why when it came out, it was, um, it got kind of me- mediocre reviews. It's actually. So he doesn't take a, an invisibility potion and become nope. a rapey bastard. Oh, he's still a rapey bastard. Well, more of a, <laughs> more of a violent rapey bastard, actually. <laughs> that's be- oh, the that, that's before he becomes the invisible man. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically a, a story of. Um, Kind of spousal abuse and stalking and that kind of thing. I, know, I feel bad for thing. laughing. Like, <laughs> yeah, you asshole. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I was pre- pleasantly surprised at it and what kind of um, where that leads if somebody who is already inclined to be like that gets hold of uh, something that can make him invisible. And yeah, it's, it's more of a, like I said, it's more of a horror than a sci fi, really, and um, just a Tell of somebody being stalked and the paranoia, like, is she actually going mad or... Mm. Yeah, it's got the lady from Mad Men in it, hasn't it? That's right. Yeah, I can't remember her name, but she's really good. That's really bad of me, sorry. Um, Elizabeth Moss. So, yeah, that was... um, That's the name, Elizabeth Moss. That's right, sorry, Elizabeth Moss, apologies. So that was um, quite a pleasant surprise, really. I enjoyed it more than I was expecting. Yeah, my wife and I Um, really really liked it. Yeah, very good. Um, It's ridiculous at times, but... But it's enjoy invisible man. Yeah, but you have to. That's what I mean. You have to. But once you understand how he's he's doing it, it it's ridiculous. But it, it works so well in the movie. Yeah, oh. you have to suspend disbelief a little bit. But I mean, Invisible Man, come on. Yeah. Uh, but come yeah, on. The, the the main thing I want to talk about is the boys spinoff, which is called the Boys Diabolical, and um, this is the animated um, spinoff series of the comic and TV adaption of the boys. Um, yep. It's like an eight-episode anthology written and animated by different studios. And um, as always, it's a kind of different style of animation on every episode. And they all revolve around this kind of nefarious goings-on with Vaughn. And um, 
actually some of they've, they've come out and said that some of the episodes are canon. Um, <clears throat> oh. They um, especially specifically the final episode, which kind of um, stars Homelander and how he um, and his relationship with Black Noir as well. Um, <laughs> actually, do you know what? Whilst I was talking, whilst I was having a look at this, Anthony Starr has. Uh, is officially a baddie, by the way. Oh, yeah. He's, um, I heard about this. He's been... What, in yeah, real life? In real life. Oh, turns out no. he is a cunt, after all. Yeah, he's been he's drinking just... breast milk. Uh, not that much of a baddie. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's no. what he does in the show. No, he just had. He just assaulted someone. It wasn't that bad. Did he uh, blow them up with his lasers? <laughs> no, I don't think so. It sounded like it was a glass. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. A, he's, he's a suspended prison sentence. Yeah, so uh, serious baddie. Oh, um, no. But anyway, that aside. Um, oh, he assaulted a chef. Yeah. Some oh. Baddie. He's been to the Jeremy Clarkson School of Country. Oh, oh dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> now, there's a pod title. No, <laughs> it's not happening. There is, there is not a pod title. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, going back to the show. Um, so one thing that all the episodes do have in common is they're all just absolutely gross. Like there's blood and gore all over the place. It's mm-hmm. it's it's way way worse than the TV show. Imagine yeah, the, like, do you remember Happy like Tree that. Friends? Yeah, I bet they are. So it's kind of like Happy Tree Friends having a coked up fight, basically. Fuck, I haven't thought about Happy Tree Friends since back when I used to smoke weed. <laughs> back when everyone shopped at Hot Topic. <laughs> mm, oh, when My Chemical Romance were in my heart. Oh, so good. Um, <laughs> Every episode's about 15 minutes long, so I just binged them all last night, just in one sitting. Um, there are a few highlights. I think there was, um, there was one episode that's written by Aquafina, um, written by and starring Aquafina, actually, and it's um, without giving too much away. Um, so the whole, basically the whole series kind of focuses on what happens if you give uh, Compound V to sort of random people and the... the the so-called powers that they end up with because it's actually very few people that end up with anything cool. And this particular one, it, um, let's just say it involves a lot of poo and there's a lot of poo control. Oh yeah. Listen, I'm a simple woman and toilet humor amuses me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but most episodes are on the kind of funnier side of things. There are a few, like there's one that is quite heartfelt actually and quite sad. And there's a couple of more serious episodes, but they're all pretty funny. Um, one of the funnier episodes involves... Okay, I've written down these character names. There's a character called Boombox. He's got a speaker for a head, but he, he can only play one Hootie and the Blowfish song. <laughs> <laughs> like so he's that. got That's a useless power. That's nothing compared to the next one. So the next character is called um, Ranch Dressing Cum Squirter. <laughs> I wonder what his power is. Yeah, we don't really need. To, yeah, you don't need I'm to dive intrigued. into that. Literally, um, know if you go to the shop and you forgot, you go back and you go, fuck, I forgot some dip. Don't Hang worry, on. love, I'm on it. <laughs> oh, quick wank. Yeah, there you go. Sorted. I'm so not over the heaters at your fucking house. <laughs> what has this podcast become? <laughs> Weekly smut with the with modern escapism, and there's uh, one character called Booby Face, who's voiced by Kevin Smith. Um, Booby Face is a particular favourite of mine, but the um, the actual cast themselves, it's just, there's so many random people in it. Um, we've got Jason Isaacs, Simon Pegg, Pleg, Simon Pegg, who actually finally gets to play Huey, mm-hmm. um, who like mm. Huey, like the the comic book Huey is actually Rather based than his on. Dad. 
Yeah, so yeah, because he's too old now. But comic book Huey was actually based on Simon Pegg, or I think I think he was based on Tim from Space, wasn't it? Yes, Um, he even looks like him. Literally, he looks exactly like him. Uh, Ben Schwartz, Don Cheadle, Michael Cera, Christian Slater, Kevin Smith, Keenan Thompson, Slater. Sounding particularly Christian stage as well. He's in the first episode, second episode, <laughs> sorry. Um, Aquafina, Seth Rogen, and Andy Samberg, um, along with other members of the actual TV show as well. And um, as I said before, like some of, some of the episodes or some parts of the episodes, it is considered canon. Um, the next series of The Boys is out in about in a couple of months, I think, two months. Yeah, so, summer to summer. Yeah. 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 So if you're planning on watching, it's probably worth catching up with. Uh, the boy's diabolical before it starts. So, but yeah, just prepared not to take it too seriously. And if you don't like blood splatters, then just don't bother. If you don't like blood splatters, why would you be watching yeah, well, the boys exactly, in the first right? place? <laughs> I mean, remember the whale. Oh, we all remember. Forget the whale. that. Remember when he put the bomb up the guy's ass? <laughs> oh yeah, that was good. That was in the first episode, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was fun. Excellent, excellent. Stig, come on. I think I believe you've been to Gotham, haven't you? I have, but I took a trip elsewhere before I got there. So, oh, did you? you a detour? Yeah, I went on a bit of a detour. Um, firstly, I went to Texas. Well, actually, Texas. technically, I went to the I went to the Texas after, but I'm going to talk about this first because it's a bag of shit. <laughs> <laughs> New Texas Chainsaw Massacre film on Netflix. Don't watch it. It's absolute shite. It is it. It does that typical. It's talking about things that are missold. Oh, we're taking it back to its roots, back to all this. We're gonna back to Texas. We're gonna make it a, a, a direct sequel of the first one and get rid of all the other sequels. You know, like kind of how, how Halloween did and Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, it's it, this new <laughs> thing where they just seem to just forget everything else that happened in between. Yeah, Halloween just, especially because that's yeah. forgot like seven films, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, and yeah, it's just shit. It's just. Is it not good then? Is it no, set in the modern day? It's not set in the modern day. It's not scary. There's, it's not anything as anything oh. as good as the the first one. It even brings back the character that survives the first one. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just nah. It's just shit. Absolutely. I think the boys. first one's incredible, especially yeah. how it's like well lit. Hmm. The first one is like genuinely like <clears throat> freaky. Very, very, yeah, really when scary. He's in the washing. With all the washings on, on the clothes, clothes yeah, line. and that fucking, oh. the dinner scene, and, the and dinner scene, so just fucking ugh. But yeah, this is just your typical. Let's have him running around, killing everyone that just gets in his way in imaginative ways, and isn't that fun? Yeah. No, that's a but, shame. Yeah, don't watch that. Terrible film. Um, the other thing that I did this week was I started Vikings Valhalla. Ah, so. Vikings Valhalla is a spin-off follow-on series from the show Vikings. Uh, this takes place about 100 years after the end of the Viking series. Mm. It's a bit of an odd one, really, because it doesn't feel like its own thing at all. It generally just feels like it's the next series of Vikings. I fi- uh, Before you go into it, I think it's odd that isn't the Vikings an Amazon show it and is. Vikings Valhalla is a Netflix show? It's a, it's made by a production company, so it's they can Amazon be a, anyone can have it. Yeah, yeah. Amazon bought right. Vikings as a series, but Netflix bought. It really confused Valhalla. me. That. Yeah, no, it's just. It's- I, uh, but uh, I, I saw the trailer for this the other day when I was flicking around Netflix, and I watched it. And I thought, hang on, didn't Vikings finish last year? Like it does because I'd missed the title card. It's just the same thing. Being, yeah, it looks it looks exactly like 
the look of the show is the same. Oh, it's exactly the, the same. There's no difference. Like I said, in Vikings, they take between a few seasons, even some mid-seasons, while well, they take some time time jumps. Yeah, they do, when, yeah. they, when they want to get to certain events, they're just like, oh, we don't need to we don't need to build something up for five series. It's like fuck it, let's just these kids are now adults. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just they get there because that's it just gets rid of all the filler. I did like that um, show. But, but this takes a hundred year jump, and again, like I said, it just feels like it's could have been part of the series. It could have been the end of Vikings, right? Next series coming back, it's brand new look, brand new characters, and it and it yeah. kind of finishes off the Viking story in Britain. And uh, this is apparently going to tell the basic downfall of the Vikings and how yeah. you know Vikings kind of ended over over in England and over Europe and things like that. So they tried to expand too far. They went to Vinland and it ruined them. They went everywhere. They yeah. up in Canada, ruined some them. of them. That's Vinland, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't does not hit the heights of the quality that you get from seasons one to three. It seems it feels very much like it's those mid seasons of Vikings. Uh, so it's enjoyable enough. Um, still getting used to some of the characters. I haven't finished. There's plenty it all of shagging yet. in it. There's a bit of shagging in it, yeah, especially good, in the first good, good. episode. Uh, everyone looks historically wrong still. Yeah, I was going to say, have they all got perfect white teeth? Yeah, all perfect it's white teeth. Perfect <laughs> hair, like modern haircuts. Braided hair. Yeah, like no, no. Vikings never had hair like you see in Vikings no. or Assassin's Creed Valha- uh, Valhalla. Never looked like that once. But you know, sexy Vikings is better than historically accurate. Yeah, I'd rather look at sexy Viking than an <laughs> ugly one. Yeah, exactly. So it's fun if you enjoy, if you like Vikings, and if you like The Last Kingdom and that kind of show, you might as well just give it a watch because you're not going to lose anything. It's it's enjoyable yeah. enough, and it's nice to be back in that kind of world and. I'm going to jump onto it next week, I think. Yeah, I've got a few episodes left to finish it, but it's, um, yeah, I've enjoyed it so far. Uh, yeah, that's it. No, it's not, you liar. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> the Batman. You fibber. Oh, the Batman. Uh, I'm going to start by saying this off the bat. I think this is my favourite Batman film. I'm going st- I'm to I'm start by saying this is the first time I've not seen a Batman day one in my life since I've been old enough to go to the cinema. Yeah. I I feel terrible for not going, but something else got in the way this week. I don't know whether it's just the time over the years, and I still love the Dark Knight. I think it's I yes. still think it's a great film. But like the more people talk about it, the more you hear about it, and the more you hear about its problems. And maybe this will happen with this film at some point. It does lose a bit of its shine until you go back and watch it. But I think maybe I need to go back and watch it and make my mind up again but as far as this film goes it's directed by matt reeves uh, it's got an absolute stellar cast robert pattinson love matt is the lead role of batman slash bruce wayne zoe kravitz as catwoman paul dano as a riddler colin farrell who's unrecognizable as the penguin so, hang on, that's colin farrell yeah fuck me mm. that's some good makeup yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He said that he, in an interview, he said that he would walk around site and he nearly got kicked off the lot because people didn't realise it was him. <laughs> because it's just he'd walk, he walk up to walked up to Jeffrey Wright and Jeffrey Wright went and like said something and went off to speak to Matt Reeves and came back. He's like, oh, I didn't realise it was you. <laughs> I, saw, I saw when he when when he said on uh, one of one of the talk shows where he went to Starbucks and he was staying in character quite oh, effort yeah. and. People were saying he was being a bit abrasive and aggressive. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But he it does was... like the fact that he can walk around as Oswald Cobblepot and yeah. no one knows it's Colin Farrell who's going to get ounded to fuck. Yeah. So, yeah, as I said, it's got Jeffrey Wright in. He plays Lieutenant Gordon, John Turturro as Falcone. Oh, Lieutenant Gordon. 
and Andy Serkis as uh, what's his name? The butler. Fucking hell. Alfred. Uh, Alfred. Well, Alfred. Alfred. <laughs> I forgot the butler. <laughs> forgot his name for a second then. Master Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> the size of a tangerine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, absolutely stellar cast. So this one, it, uh, weirdly, it, it feels fresh and new which is an odd thing to say about a dark, gritty Batman film. Yeah. But it is it is very noir in its setting and its storytelling and setup. It's more of a detective crime thriller with, yeah. you know, your typical Batman action thrown in there, like absolutely kick-ass, crunchy fighting. It, it feels like it's... Um, fighting feels a little bit like it's out of the Arkham games. I feel Ooh. like... Um, not as many flips and turns, but like that kind of crunchy... Like, but loads of bones broken. Yeah, hard hitting, uh, fighting. Um, yeah, because if you remember, Christian Bale just elbowed every fucker, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he literally elbowed everyone. <laughs> that trailer with no, the, no, no, the new one isn't that the one with the gunshots used as like yeah. the beats of the drum? I mean, it was so mm. cool. Yeah, which is from mm. um, it's from Dark Knight Returns. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. In the comic, but there's a panel where he's. So this is so cool. taking a lot of inspiration from various different places. Uh, inspiration from the Long Halloween, uh, Seven, Zodiac. So the Riddler is kind of based on the oh, Zodiac killer. Mm. Oh, it really? A few aspects of Saw in there at times. And Ooh, it's kind of cool. mixing all that in together, to, like I said, to make this like detective crime thriller. Uh, the performances are just brilliant throughout every every single person in this film is on point that there's not one person in this film that i think lets it down whatsoever i think the film lets andy circus down a little bit that's my only problem possible problem with it it does he's not yeah. giving enough to do he has but, been in every matt reeves film though hasn't he yeah but it's even as a monkey <laughs> an ape come on <laughs> so, sorry sorry caesar if you're listening i do apologize planet of the monkeys this is how they take over <laughs> Mistakes like that. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, yeah, uh, Arpat spends his time for the majority of this film as Batman. He is Good. very much, it's very much a Batman film, not a lot of Bruce Wayne. If you've seen the trailers and the and the pictures and stuff, you'll see he's very, he's very emo Bruce. He hasn't found that side of him yet. He hasn't found that persona. He's still kind of a bit down um, when he's Bruce, when he's Bruce Wayne, he's, yeah, you can, you can see from the pictures the kind of person he's, he looks, sits around when, in his eyeliner listening to Nirvana and not really like yeah. giving a shit about Wayne Enterprises and his money and stuff like that. Yeah. When I saw the trailer, it looked like year one, year zero, Batman. It's year two. Is it year two? Oh, year two. So, 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 so he, is, he is explicitly playing a younger Bruce Wayne. Yes. Than, uh, than other Batman okay, have okay. yeah. I like yeah. that. I like this. So he... Um, so yeah, it's like I said, it's set in year two, which I think is really good because what it does from the off is it has faith in Batman and the characters. It has faith in the audience and the film, knowing that we know who Penguin is, we know who Catwoman is. They just exist yeah. in this world. There is no need to set any of them up. They're just there. Is the pills? I'll get to that. Um, oh, no. <laughs> and he... <laughs> the way it's set up is that the people, when they see the bat signal, it, it's, it's all in the, the, the opening bit, like, the gangs and the people, they know what it means. They know, oh, that's they know, good. That's good. They see the bat signal, they know this means trouble, and they're there kind of looking around in the shadows waiting for him, and he has this grip on the city, 
of like you see in the trailer he says i'm vengeance like that's what he is he is out there patrolling the streets and basically just taking down criminal scum but yeah this story he gets kind of dragged into this murder mystery involving the riddler who's kind of going around and killing all these people uh these kind of high people in office and in the police and everything and he's kind of revealing the corruption within the city and it's this big old murder mystery on who is behind all this and who is the riddler trying to you know to out and everything like that so he actually yeah, gets to be a detective this time. Yeah, exactly. Yes, he has to do a bit of detective work, um, more so than just I'm gonna click a button on my mobile and be able to see everything like he does in the Dark Knight. Detective, <laughs> yeah. detective vision. Yeah, but yeah. if you remember, Luci- Lucius Fox did say, "If you use this, I want nothing to do with it." Mm. But I think that's what all the Batman's film, Batman films lacked so far. Is he's meant to be the world's greatest detective, and you don't really get that side of it from. Any other yeah, he's just, he's just, he, no, he's in the, most of the films, he's just a multi billionaire beating the shit out of poor people. Yeah, yeah in, in the <laughs> comics, it's it, the best, the better Batman books are the ones where he is a detective, where he is a flawed person as well. He's not Sherlock Holmes, he's a, he can't magic a solution like Sherlock Holmes does. Yeah, no, the back computer can though, <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> but he in this. He does do some detective work, but he still has his flaws, which is one of the things I really liked. He still, yeah. there's still things he misses. There's still things, even even in fight, <clears throat> sorry, even in the fight scenes and stuff, doesn't get it right every time. And he, he's it's, he's still learning to be the Batman. You know, like I said, he's only two years into this. He's still trying to figure out who he is and who the Batman is as well. That's, that's refreshing compared detect- to like. Ben Affleck who was 15 years strong Batman do you know what I mean it's it's very refreshing murder bat <laughs> yeah murder bat gun bat <laughs> yeah but yeah it takes a nice really good arc with Batman throughout this um, like I said Paul Dano as a Riddler is brilliant he's absolutely brilliant every fuck which is what you'd expect with Paul Dano taking on a, a villain role does he do his Paul Dano noises like yeah. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. So many, the... so many noises. <laughs> he's so weird, but I love him, and he's so creepy as an actor. What's he oh, from? Paul Dano is incredible. He's from everything. There will be blood, mainly. I think that's his biggest yeah, role. In Prisoners as well, wasn't he? Prisoners. Yeah. yeah. I said oh, loads. His of performance stuff. in Prisoners was harrowing. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. But yeah, Zoe Kravitz as well. She plays her role to perfection. She's both seductive and vulnerable. And... She's not ugly, is she? Oh, she's just. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she's she's beautiful. Uh, I can't say anything. Like you know, there's no other words is, for it. Yeah, no, she's absolutely stunning in this. But she plays the role perfectly as well. It's not just about the way she looks. She just she has the confidence and everything within the character. And there and there is a lot of chemistry between her and um, Robert Pattinson as well. So that's good to see. Oof. Uh, them babies. The things that I love about this more than so, I think, is. Um, Gotham City feels like Gotham again. It's moody, it's dark, it's dank, it's dirty, it feels like a character. It doesn't. Mm. My biggest issue I have with the Dark Knight trilogy is that Gotham felt like Gotham in the first film. And then the next two films, it was Chicago. just Chicago <laughs> slash New York City. There was yeah. no character to the city at all. It just felt yeah. like a regular old American metropolis. It's city. weird because in, in, in Batman Begins, is like a, 
is like proper like uh, Art Nouveau architecture and a monorail and everything. Yeah, and, and the steam and shit everywhere. It's got it? the narrows and the steam. And then the next, the next film, it's a completely different city. <laughs> Big glass-fronted buildings. Yeah, new yeah exactly. What the fuck happened in two years? But this, <laughs> is, it, it feels like Gotham. You are in Gotham. Again, I want to see steam it, coming out of fucking... It feels like it's... Great. Um, you know the Gotham that you get in Arkham City, in Arkham Knight? Yeah. It's that kind yeah. of Gotham. So there are still yeah, aspects kind of, that, of a big city, but you still have that horrible dirtiness of what you think Gotham like, I, is. I, I didn't, yeah, has, it, has it got that kind of like... That feel, you get it in the Arkham games. You also, oddly, you got the one good thing that Joel Schumacher films managed to get was that kind of the idea of the city reaching over the top of you. Mm. Because um, that's kind of the always impression I get of when Gotham's done it well. It was it's quite like this, futuristic, though, the Schumacher ones, weren't it? It was quite. No, but, you know, but it had a lot of like Art Deco stuff to it. And oh, it was yeah. Like the, city, the city was. The city was bigger than it needed to be. It was over the top in a in a way that was felt, felt oppressive. Yeah. I always liked the. Yeah. Uh, the it had the, character, the city at least, didn't it, in those in, films? Um, yeah. I don't really like the film, but The Joker, it had one of the best cities where there's litter everywhere on the streets. Yeah. and Giant rats. Dis- that's just straight up New York, though, isn't it? Yeah, but it's that's more just New York, York than New York, York, is. New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that, though. But yeah, the cinematography in it is brilliant. The rain, there's so much rain in this film. There's so much of a Batman standing around in the rain, but it's yep. it works because it looks fantastic. There's a lot of talk about uh, the length of the movie. Did you think it was too long? Did it, it bother me one bit? Didn't oh, feel cool. it. I don't mind long movies. That, no, I don't either. But three hours. Three hours is fuck all. Yeah, and um, yeah, just it's just so good. I, I I really really enjoyed it. I'm really looking forward to seeing it again. The best thing, one of my, the, one of my favorite things about it is, is the soundtrack. The soundtrack is so good, so I've good. Heard that it's, there's not a lot of uh, um, soundtrack tracks but the brilliant the atmosphere of the soundtrack and the yeah, way it's used mm-hmm. that you he's know not that, overdone it you know that um theme that plays at the end of the trailer as yeah. he's walking towards yeah. the car it's like dum 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 like that there are several different variations of that theme played throughout this mm. film but done so effectively and and it builds there's there's moments where batman's not around but you just hear that building and like you know it's like oh he's coming it's oh, coming out of the shadows coming. now. Yeah, you know he's coming. And the car chase scene, like from the trailer as well, is absolutely brilliant. That Batmobile is so meaty and so loud and fucking incredible. And I want the Lego. Like te- I want dragon. the Lego Technics yeah. version of it. <laughs> I want it. Yeah. I want that Batmobile. I've seen. I've seen the Lego set. I like that. I like the fact that the Batmobile this time is not. Is like it's a modified car, isn't mm. it? It's a car. Yes. It looks like something as from opposed Mad to Max, a tank, but it's still but as, as as opposed to a tank or as opposed to whatever the fuck Joel Schumacher made. Yeah. And it's still got that if, jet engine on the back. Yeah. <laughs> of course it does. If anyone had come up with some sort of vehicle challenge thing that they might do on a podcast, how would that Batmobile do in that? <laughs> let it drop, it let it, it go. No. <laughs> the problem with this Batmobile is it is just a fast car. It's with a bit of reinforcement. There are no gadgets yeah. on it as of yet, um, so yeah. but it still looks great and sounds great. When he when he when he rolls that engine up in the cinema, it is like like full on like shakes shakes the cinema. Like, a mate of mine so from loud. work went he went to see it in four D and he said he, he fucking there was no point in taking any food in with him. <laughs> 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 he was just getting rattled throughout the whole film. <laughs> I just couldn't do a four D one me. I've done it once and I'll never do it again because I threw up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a brilliant film. Absolutely loved it. I I think um, 
I know you will love it, Oodles. I yeah. Think it's right down your alley. Um, I can't, I can't, I can't make my mind week. up on what Candy likes these days after a few things that she... <laughs> me and her have <laughs> Some like, like, like things and not like things opposite of each other, so... Do you know I, what I feel like? I feel already like I'm gonna like it just from the trailers and from, like you said, like the music and just the the whole the overall style. I'd be very, very surprised if I don't like it. Yeah. I'm going tomorrow. I was actually, surprised that you didn't afternoon. like June. Everyone was. <laughs> I just didn't. Sorry, I, I apologize. No, the atmosphere is like it's proper goth. You probably will love it. Yeah, I'm gonna put extra <laughs> eyeliner on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, judging by some of the posters in the artwork, Andy, I reckon you're going to end up having a tattoo about half that film onto people anyway. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I almost bought a poster which, of it yesterday. I haven't even seen it yet. Which mm. um, I don't think it's a spoiler because it's it's just it is Batman. Um, no killing, no guns, and he makes a point of that. Yes, actually yes. makes a point of it in the film. I hate when Batman kills. I hate yeah. it. It's like when Spider Man kills as well in the Spider Man games. Like he's just come off a building. Like I don't. I never <laughs> want to see that in a superhero. No, in the I game, know Captain the, America kills. He's allowed to kill in the Superman in the Spider-Man games. He touches. If you throw someone off a building, they get yeah, stuck they to get the stuck side. to a building. They better do. No, they <laughs> do. They all do. I they do. Fucking yeah. hope so. Every person that he kicks off. Yeah. I'm playing it, going, oh no, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> What's Aunt May gonna think? <laughs> and then I'm like, I can't continue. Oh no, what have I done? Yeah, good. I'm glad. I'm, no killing. No killing. Perfect, perfect. What a week, what a week. Uh, Gadget, what have you been doing? Uh, so it, it's not really much of a week of updates because I've basically just been Elden Ringing entirely. I that. Yeah. Oh, I did a lot uh, of that as well, worst. but I didn't see the point yeah. of talking about it. Um, <laughs> but be, be, before, be, before I, I touch on any of that, um, I fin- finished my complete rewatch of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and finally got to see season 15 of it. Guess what? Um, Me too. <laughs> yeah. I I, re- I really enjoyed the last season. I know some people are, are a bit down on it. Some people brilliant. think there's a couple of episodes are a bit weak. I think there is one episode that is weak, which I think is it's the one with the um, the guy that's threatening to jump off the roof. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like that either. That was a bit weak, that one, because it just kind of didn't go anywhere. It tried something, didn't it? It just didn't work. Yeah. But I, I love I love the, the one with the, um, the, uh, the monkey working behind the bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant, which then obviously leads into the kind Punch of the floor part of the thing where they go... Fucking incredible! Oh, it's great! It's perfect. <laughs> um, it leaves the four part of where they, they they go to Ireland, which I adored. I adored it. It gets fucking wild there. There's some really funny the mountain stuff. Is incredible. The mountain stuff is incredible. <laughs> really, really. Actually, for, for considering considering it's always sunny in Philadelphia, the emotional scene that Charlie gets towards the end of that is incredible. Dude, fucking hell! That hit me. That yeah, that was. I, I'm really, the same really as him because really I've got daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was not surprised in the slightest to see in the in the island episodes that Colmini turns up because you can't do anything in Ireland without Colmini standing outside wanting to get in. He is good though, isn't he? He is good. Oh, he's very good. The um the the subplot of of Dennis having COVID. Oh, what, oh when he's talking to, he's talking to the castle. I just love... no, it's, no, it's 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 when he's in the um the, when they're in the estate agents and, and he's, he's trying, trying not, not to cough. cough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. He's going, <laughs> yeah, absolutely creased at that. But yeah, he's like, I think you, you can you can tell like where what the kind of stuff that they want to make. Like I'm sure whoever's directing it at the minute is a frustrated Jordan Peele because that whole thing in the castle where like Dennis is like hallucinating, he's like walking around with an axe to kill D. Fucking like, talking about the castle. I haven't got COVID. The, the castle's <laughs> telling like, him to it do things. It looks like something like Jordan Peele would have put into Key and Peele. You know, yeah, <laughs> that kind of fake horror thing. It's so funny. And that think, stuff um, with, in my... the bog with the waitress. 
Oh yes. One of my um, other favorite Dennis moments is what spoil it, but it's just the bit where he's just going off about Max tattoo. Yeah. Oh just. yeah. He's <laughs> stood on the side of the mountain screaming at Max. <laughs> There's so yeah, many unhinged whenever, Dennis moments in this series. Yeah. <laughs> whenever Glenn Houghton's allowed to start screaming, that's that, that's that's it. That's perfect. I me. think he's getting more and more sociopathic as as it's going on. He's no, lost, he's, no, lost he's just it. as sociopathic as he has been. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I just, I just the, watch them all fast. They built up Dennis as a sociopath from like season four. Yeah, yeah, he was, and he was quite it's, quiet and, in the originals. Yeah, it's 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 always it's always little things. It's little like little lines. Like there's that moment where he says to Dee, says, "Don't worry, don't worry. I've 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 got a track record of covering up blood force trauma." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I, I'll I'll talk briefly about Elden Ring because I, there is something else that I do want to talk about. Uh, Elden Ring, absolutely fucking loving it. Um, I've put in about twenty hours into my PS5 character at this point. I'm 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 rocking on a bit. I've um I've beaten a lot of bosses. I've enjoyed killing a lot of bosses. I've gotten through some of the harder ones. Um the game continues to surprise me. The game continues to put stuff that I would never expect them to do in there. Some beautiful vistas. There are some brutally difficult enemies. There are some easy enemies as well. Yeah, there is. But, um I'm just enjoying discovering stuff. Like, you know, I went I just went on a little little quest at one point, went down to the south. I think I did all that stuff you did uh, last week, Stig, in the Weeping Peninsula. It's my favorite just, area. It took me about four hours to go through most of it and just enjoy it. Keep knocked out about four or five bosses down there. Castle Morn. Um, yeah, to Castle Morn. Yeah. Um, absolutely lovely. I, I, it, was, it was a nice venture out for an afternoon. You got feels, to go down the beach and it, kill a guy with a lion's head. It genuinely feels like the most uh, George R.R. R. Martin area, that, to me. Yeah, it does. It's got a Game of Thrones it, feel about it. It really does, and I thought... Maybe that's all he's done. I've got a question <laughs> trust, for you. Trust me. There's a few that's all you get. You know, you know, as well. You know, you're talking about a lot of bosses. So obviously, from yeah. my own experience of Dark Souls, that some of the bosses are mad. They're, they're not the same. Horrendous creatures and stuff. So I mean, when you mention bosses, are they just sort of what kind of bosses? It's are It's not they? like you think bosses. That there's like prime bosses, and then there's just bosses. Mm. So the the, the 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 prime I've beaten as as Uzo would say I've beaten three of the prime bosses so far. Yeah. Which one of them's the Tree Sentinel, which is like an overworld boss when you walk out in the door. Yeah, finally. Um, uh, he says he says something got, when you kill him like Great Enemy Feld or something like that when you've yeah. beaten a real real boss. Yeah, the, um, I beat um, Margaret, who is like he's he's like a big roadblock. He's like uh, Father Gascoigne in Bloodborne. Margaret. He, yeah, <laughs> Margaret. He's 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 designed to be. Not impossible, but like a real roadblock if you haven't understood how to play the game properly oh, yet. Or he's the meat wall. You should do. He's, he's, he's a fully meat wall. He's telling you to go back and explore. And then I've beaten Godric in Stormvale Castle. Good man. Who was an absolute bastard, um, but I enjoyed that fight because so, that fight is so fucking cool. One of my favourites. I'm not going to spoil what happens in the fight, but oh my god. When, you get, when he gets into his second phase and the fight changes completely, so good. it's just... <laughs> um, but I did find my favourite boss so far in the game. Oh yeah, um, which was um, in one of the river sections. Yeah, which was the uh, is it the ancient spirit? Oh shit! Yes. Yeah. Yes. And not because it was a hard boss. It's not, and not hard, because is it? Not not because there's any law or anything. It's lovely. It. It's it's a beautiful creature, like the design of it, the way it moves, and all that. Yeah. And it's got the most gorgeous soundtrack to it, and it's not like a hyper aggressive boss. It's not no. like constantly pressuring you it has three attacks i think mm. and it, i did it first time and i was sad that i did it because i kind of wanted to do it again because oh, it was worry. just really really lovely <laughs> so um 
yeah, the um, I'm it just it's constantly surprising me. Um, and I'm absolutely adoring it. But the main thing I want to talk about is a book I've started this last week and a half. You've been reading? I read. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike you who listens to things while playing video games. I like, I like, old, I like old men in the 70s reading my books. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that's that. What, that's what I like. So this is, um, uh, the book I'm reading is called To Sleep in a Sea of Stars. It's by Christopher Paolini. Now, this is the guy who wrote Eragon, yes. if you remember that, back in the day. Yep. Dragon Ball. Um, who has made a career of doing uh, YA novels. Yes. And this is his first adult <laughs> novel. The way he said that then just sounded like anal. <laughs> young, young adult. Why anal, yeah. Young anal. Yeah. YA novels. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just, I don't know. It just... And then you moved on to adult novels as well, so it didn't really help. <laughs> Fuck's sake, why do I bother with you lot? Anyway. Gotcha, I this what is you said, pal. Yeah, this is first one aimed aimed at grown-ups as opposed to kind of teenagers. Not us then. Um I'm just I'm just gonna <laughs> read you the blurb um, from Goodreads. So Kira Navarez dreamed of a life on new worlds. Now she's awakened a nightmare. During a routine survey mission on an uncolonized planet, Kira finds an alien relic. At first she's delighted, but elation turns to terror when the ancient dust around her begins to move. As war erupts among the stars, Kira is launched into a galaxy-spanning odyssey of discovery and transformation. First contact isn't all that she imagined, and events push her to the very limits of what it means to be human. While Kira faces her own horrors, Earth and its colonies stand on the brink of annihilation, and now Kira might be humanity's greatest and final hope. So it's Mass Effect. Sort of, um, <laughs> but it's really well written, and it's a, it's a massive, expansive novel. Eight hundred and eighty pages. This novel is fucking hell. It's massive. You could beat a donkey to death with this book. <laughs> I could have used that this week. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, it's basically an afternoon of you playing Elden Ring. That's how long it is. But quite chunky that. Given um, Christopher Paolini's um, history, and the, like the last book of his I read was Eragon. When I was kind of in my early twenties, I, I remember so. liking Aragon. I didn't read. I didn't read the ones after. Aragon's fine. You know, it's I didn't a, like the film. Oh my shit! Oh, the film was not fine. <laughs> I remember <laughs> but, the book being good. Yeah, the books. The, the book's great. I, I didn't read any of the sequels, but I read yeah. the first one. I really enjoyed it. Um, but this is this is different. Like he's really stepped up in his style of writing, his descriptions. The, this is like a. I think, this is like a luxury novel. Like Ooh. the world is so well described. It, there is there is uh, moments of kind of when aliens are trying to communicate with humans, and it comes out in this flowery language, which not unlike some of the creatures from Mass Effect. You know, oh. like the, the the way or the way that um, them from Star Trek speak in metaphors. You know that kind of like thing. The Hannah. Like, yeah, Mass like Effect. the Hannah. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's brilliant. There is so much law to it as well. There is. Oh, I like that. You know how you know how you get a lot of fantasy novels which will have a map of the world in it. Yeah, this has like three D galaxy maps in it, like oh, showing like fuck, I'm showing into like that. on the X, Y, and Z axis the relationship between planets. Yeah, I'm into that. Oh, it's really, really good, man. You you need to get a copy of this. I'm I'm three hundred or so pages into it right now, so I'm I'm barely scratching the surface. You reckon out. physical's better then? Yeah, because of the maps. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll get that. I'll 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 send it down to you when I'm finished with it. But yeah, oh, dude, it's yeah. really fucking good. So. Uh, I'll, I'll talk more about it once I've actually finished it, but I'll probably finish it in the next couple of weeks because I'm rocketing through it. I absolutely love this book. Uh, Kira as a character, she's really well realised. There's, there's a thing I've noticed with a lot of male sci-fi authors that they can very rarely write women properly. 
Yeah. Or they try and kind of boil... They try and boil women down to a set of base emotions and sexual parts. That's what they are, aren't they? (laughs) And... No, no, believe me. No, they have feelings, Biggie. I mean... (laughs) Yeah, they're involved. They're not all the the character is, though. Biggie, did you know that women are allowed to vote now? Get get out of here. (laughs) Seriously, dude. (laughs) That's what I say to her when she leaves Um, the kitchen. Fucking hell! If she were behind you now, you'd you'd get fucking punched at back head. (laughs) Anyway, Kira is is really well realised. She's a very complex character. She goes through, as is usual with these kind of chosen one um, science fiction stories, she goes through a hell of a trauma that leads into the kind of the plot of the novel. Yes, and like the references back to it, it's never like, oh my god, I lost this. Oh, I'm so sad because I'm a woman, kind of thing. Like that. Like her loss feels real the way it's written, you know. Like it's not, it 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 it's not a man writing a woman. It's not, it's not the character is not a man in in woman form. You know, it's she's a really well realized character, and I really appreciate that about the novel. I listened to a book this week. Uh, I'm not going to name the book because I don't even want to give it praise and anything. It was shocking. It, it was it was it was read to me, but it was a male author and he had a woman in it, and he and he, he described it. She had the most gushing, pain-inducing period. I'm like, dude, stop (laughs) it. Stop that. I was like, you don't know what it's like to be a woman, so don't. Listen, let me tell you, it doesn't matter how painful it is, it never gushes. This is that is the, genuinely. I, I, I'll find the quote from the book and I will fucking show you it. It's disgusting. Yeah, there is a point. Men, 99% of men can write women to a point. They don't need to talk about that. Right, exactly. That's what I, yeah. that's what I said. Why? It was a bad book, anyway. Um, Terrible book. One well, yeah. I'm, I mean, to be fair, I've, I've read I've read a lot of books where like the the, the lead character has been a, a woman and it's a male author and it's been dreadful. Like um, and all she does is wank. You saw that about Artemis, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah, Artemis. That's pretty much it. And she does have a couple of wanks in that book. I think. Artemis I is right. terrible. I hated it. Oh, it's really bad. Considering he, he did so well with the Martian. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, but even the, like the way of, like um, uh, shit. Ready Player One. Like how the women were represented in that. They were yeah. just kind of. They were vir- literally virtual archetypes for whatever um, uh, the author's fantasy was, and yeah, this uh, Kira Navarez is not like that. She is a fully formed human Fantastic. being. Fantastic, that's what you want to um, see. And I-, I know I've gone on about this for about three minutes now, but it is worth saying that is it's a it's a very good point of the book. So it's because I've read Sleeping so, a Sea so, of Stars. Yeah, is that the, the saga, or is it just one book? It's the first book of a saga. It came out at the beginning of lockdown last year. Fantastic. Eh, not last year, the year before. It's uh, the fractal verse number one. So Ooh, I, I'm assuming he's got plenty of books going on. I do, here. Like, I do like getting a verse. In, I do like getting into a saga when it's happening as well, not mm. after. You feel like you're part of the uh, the conversation. Oh, about I don't know. Yeah. Have you tried to get? I'm, I'm in the middle of three sagas, and I haven't yeah, seen I a book. <laughs> I haven't seen a book from two of them in over ten years. Yeah, that's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this, this this was one like I reckon when I picked it up in um, Waterstones. Uh, I rec- obviously recognise the name of Christopher Paolini, but it, it was literally—I just really like the cover art, and it, it literally bought the book because of its cover. And um, hey, it sometimes you can judge them. Really, well, yeah, uh, it's paid off because it's—it's really, really fucking good. Excellent, excellent. Is that everything from you, good sir? Yes. Right, me. Um, two things. Uh, first thing is I've been playing a little bit of a game called Elden Ring. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um. 62 hours of Elden Ring. Uh, <laughs> it's completed it's, it today. It's like a second job. Like, like you had a job. It today. You came home. It's been out 11 and your days. Your second job was playing Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah. 
It works. Have you seen your family this week? Yeah, I, some of them are watching. watching when he, when he walks playing, through the when he walks through the door, goes upstairs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when, yeah. when, his, when his wife comes to bed and he's sat on the edge of the bed just playing. No, I don't sit on the bed. No, I lay on the bed. But yeah, um, <laughs> I powered through it. Um, I got what fucking did. I, I, I obviously once I beat the game, I, I did a bit of research and I got what appears to be the the actually not the bad ending, the neutral ending. Um, right. Slightly disappointed by that neutral ending, but I made bad decisions on my journey because there are decisions to be made. Just let you know, anyone that's playing this game, don't skip character dialogue because <laughs> you will fuck yourself over. Trust me, I'm that guy. So, 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 so Luke Dolsk shouldn't play this? Yeah, just anyone that's, that's constantly play, tapping Dark, Dark Souls games anyway. Yeah, um, it's an exceptional game, isn't it? Um I've started my second run through already. Um, I think I'm further than you already, Gadget. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just... What is wrong with like I'm savoring this game. I, I'm playing it every night. No, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting to I'm certain just... points when I know I don't get any more um, game mechanics, and then I'm going to explore because I know when the game mechanics stop happening. You know the new mechanics. Yeah, I know when that stops. Not far from where you are, actually, and then then I'm just going to explore. For, I mean. To be fair, I did like three quarters of all the bosses that are in the game, so I didn't do too bad on my first run. Some of them are ridiculous, and some of the optional super bosses, I just can't do them. I just can't. <laughs> I, I, I think I finished the game on level 129, and I was still under-leveled. So beware. I remember Miyazaki saying he thinks this is going to be the game that most people complete. I don't think it is. Because it's fucking rock hard by the end. The last dungeon is horrendous. And it, it's designed beautifully. Don't don't get me wrong, it's it's gorgeous and thematically it's gorgeous, but it's too hard. <laughs> it's just too hard. <laughs> it's too hard. And I summoned for the last five hours of the game. I'm not ashamed to say it. I just I knew see, how were there see, and I I've, got through I've, it. I've found when I've been playing that summoning is counterproductive. Well it makes the bosses harder, I've, doesn't it? But yeah, that's what I mean. Like, but because I worked out why, because I was really struggling with Godric with summoning people. Yeah, and then I beat him the first time I tried him solo. Yeah, um, and what I worked out is because I went to do some farming and I went to I put my summon sign down. Yes, but you don't. No, when you when when you put the option down to be summoned, you go into the summoning pool and you can get pulled up to any boss you've beaten. Yes, so I got so after. I got pulled up to Godric a couple of times and got my ass handed to us because I wasn't prepared to fight Godric. Yes, you, you think you, you think you're going to be the boss that's closest to your summon sign, but no. Yeah, like in, in in the previous games, when you put your sign down to be summoned into someone else's game, you had to go to the bonfire yes. or the boss fog that you wanted to be in, and you would help someone with that specific boss. You're in the mindset for it. Yeah. So just but, um, just, to, just yeah, so I get smashed. Just to set your mind across what's what the internet is now deeming as the hardest boss from soft I've ever created. I'm not going to spoil what it is, but I'm going to spoil a little mechanic in it. This boss, every time it attacks and its attack hits, its health goes back up to the top. Oh, lovely. Yeah. And every time... tree boss? Uh, no, no, no. That's what I'm oh, saying. It's an optional. I didn't finish it. I didn't beat that boss. Uh, but every time you summon someone, because they didn't know where they were getting summoned to, whenever it summoned and they, they knew where they were, they did the emojis like, oh, now they're on the floor <laughs> crying. Like, I don't want to do this boss. <laughs> I think it's not point. Three percent trophy that one at the moment. Well, also the game's been out eleven days and it's massive. Yeah, You're probably one of the first hundred thousand people to beat it. Yeah. The game's already sold eleven million copies. Yeah, it does that, that doesn't mean anything though, does it? 
It's a fucking dust because not everyone's like you and goes and works a full-time job and then has another full-time job playing Elden fucking Ring. <laughs> well, have you read a book? <laughs> I mean, I, I, while I were doing this... I, 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 I talk to the people I live with. <laughs> I do, I do. But just, I, I, I do, but I don't look at them when I'm talking. <laughs> like, during this, during, during those hours of beating that game, I, I, I finished Always Sunny in Philadelphia, all of it, from season seven to the end. Their podcast, I listened to all that, I'm up to date with that. And three audiobooks. So I'm productive. You can't deny how, the productivity. I'm sorry, whoa, whoa, whoa. How can you play a game Here like Dark goes. Souls and be watching something else or listening to something? I don't get that. You have Quite to be easily. focused on that fucking game. I don't understand. I've got a how... laptop in front of me now and I've got a monitor there. So that's how you do it. It's also because he's got ADHD and he's got hyper focus. Super focus. You don't understand, mate. I, I don't. <laughs> If you were sat watching me and like you come around to hang and I'm playing a game, there's no point. There's no point because I'm not talking to I, I, you. I, I have a distinct feeling that it, that if we, if we walk around there while Oodles is playing Elden Ring, we could probably draw on his face without him noticing. I've had people cut my hair, like as a joke, while while, while I'm playing games. So yeah, yeah, that. You could. know those videos people put online of like of like like their cat or their dogs asleep and they start like stacking things up. On oh, you it. could I stack something could on my head. Yeah. Apart from that, like I said, that that one optional boss that. I've just fucked up. I feel like a particular build could beat that boss perfectly. That wasn't my build. So I am now aiming towards that. I will get that trophy eventually. Maybe next week. Who oh, no. knows? <laughs> so is it the best Dark Souls game ever now? Yeah. What people have Undoubtedly. From playing? Undoubtedly. Because it's got... Then it's all got, of them, including... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because it's got things Dark for Souls everyone one, that's a two, fan three, of it. Whatever. It's even got, like... A, like at least six of the bosses that I fought are um, Kingsfield bosses, which just made me squeal with delight. Um, it's got things for everyone, really. It's got the, the legacy dungeons for people like me that prefer the old school Dark, dark Souls. Like I remember Gadget talking about the castle, absolutely yeah. screaming at it. Because it's it's just a full Dark Souls game in one area, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Stonevale Castle, yeah. yeah, it is. It's like... It's it's actually I was listening to a, um, a podcast about uh, uh, I was looking listening to the back page and they were talking about it and they made a good point that like it's really jarring when you get to Stonevale Castle because you've so far up to that point you've had this yeah. massive flat open world that you can yeah. go anywhere and anything and then you walk into the biggest Dark Souls level they've ever made yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and it's like tight corridors and like traps and like enemies jumping out from behind corners and, and v- stuff like very that. very 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 minor spoiler there's nine of those dungeons. Oh, lovely! Yeah. I found, I found three other castles other than Castle Morn. The castles um, don't that... necessarily mean dungeons, trust me. Well, still, I want to go fuck up some castles. Oh, the the, the, the thing that what the game does really smartly it does it, it. Breath of the Wild did this as well. You see something in the distance, you think that looks interesting. What Elden Ring does, it doesn't waste your time at all. There will be something interesting there if it's a bit of lore, if it's something that buffs your character. If it's a weapon, if it's an item of clothing, if it's you're not wasting your time at all. I don't know how they did this. It's a it's a it's a um, it's a design um, concept called uh, I, th- I think it's like the triangle rule or something. Basically, wherever you happen to look, there's always in the something. open world. No, you can always see three things you can go and do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, been designed that it, it seems like it's like this big kind of big wide empty world, but it's not. It's it's really densely packed. Yeah, it, if it, you think it, about it, it's really dense. I mean. Now I've I, like I've I've got all the map I know I've seen the way I can see I can I I can I, I'm not like Neo but I can see how they've done it now you know what I mean it makes sense where all the legacy dungeons are 
are placed. Everything just makes complete sense. And it still would take you from the southern tip of the map to the northern tip of the map. It will take you about three hours, real-time hours, to, to gallop there. It's huge. It's, it's vast. But it's just sensational. It, it can be as easy or as difficult as you want it to be. Like, if you are stuck on an enemy, grind. <laughs> I know you might not like it, but it'll work. You'll come back stronger regardless. It's, it's, but, then, but then it also, it also feels really badass when you go and one-shot a boss. Mm. Which, I, yeah. Some of the what, what's that one on the way to Morn? The, the knight something or other? Knight cavalry? Knight cavalry, I, yeah. I wandered across him. He looked terrifying as fuck. I got him down first time and it was a great fight. You sent yeah, me a lovely great. clip the other day where he just absolutely one-shot somebody straight in the guts. That was absolute yeah, perfection. That was, that was him. That was Night Cavalry. Mm, well, the only advice for anyone that's just starting to venture into this, don't neglect magic, even if it's faith or intelligence type magic or fire type magic. Don't neglect it because it's more important in this game to be a bit more versatile than it has ever been in any of the games. It really is like bleeds really good, rots really good, just general magic, general pyromancy. It, 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 the, the game is screaming at you to experiment. <clears throat> you can't sword and board this. You can't just have a shield and a sword and beat this game. I had to respec a few times, and you, you just can't do it. I mean, I mean, somebody probably will. But some, I, I can see in a few months someone will do that 10-hour speed run. speed run with a loincloth on and a club. You know what I mean, they're going to do it, aren't they? It's going to happen. I think, I, th- I think one of the YouTubers is already starting like a, a level one run to see if he can do it. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a, there's a lot of um, early game get OP things that you can do that'll take. It can take you 15 minutes to become to, to be as powerful to get to the end of the game. Do you know what I mean? If you really wanted mm. to spoil it, but don't spoil it. That's that's another bit of advice. Well, don't spoil it. Like gadgets, like oh, I'm gonna savor it. I, in my way, I did savor it because it took a long, long, longer than I expected. No, you gorged on it. I fucking yeah, I did. But yeah, let's put your head. You put the head in the trough and didn't stop eating. I fucking <laughs> did, mate. I like, like I say, I think there's like 85 bosses, and I've done 60 odd. So I'm not doing too bad, am I? On my no, first run, good. that's all right. But yeah, uh, the main thing I want to talk about <laughs> really quickly. It's something not not a game, but it's to do with games. I watched a film. Believe it or not, I had time to watch a film without playing a game this week. Christ. Um, it's a film called Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. <laughs> oh, God. Shy now, you all on. know. You all know I adore. I adore the Resident Evil mythos and universe. Um, I didn't win on, the, on our mastermind, but I didn't lose either, did I? So that's the main thing. Um... <laughs> Yeah, um, basically, I liked it. It's fucking <laughs> shite. No, no. It is. Tries to cram way too much into 90 minutes. I don't get me wrong, I don't love it. Now, it worried me because I was watching it on my iPad um, in bed and I got to the uh, one hour mark and I saw there was like 40 minutes left and I was like, Oh shit! They haven't done anything yet. There is there is literally an hour of character building in this in this film, and it's not a very long film. Um, but it's it's starring Caius Godelera, Robbie Robbie Armel, and Tom Hopper. Now these are people that other people probably know. I think I know Tom Hopper's in that um, a superhero show, isn't he? Where he's the big guy. He's the is it Umbrella Academy? I think it's that one. I'm, I'm not it. sure. 
Yeah, and um, Robbie Amell is Green Arrow's brother, I believe. <laughs> I believe. I'm not sure. I don't know these people. But yeah, it's... So it's some real A-list shit going on here. Pure though. A-list. No, mate, it's fucking garbage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not, like I say, it's not good, but I liked what it did. It, do you know what it felt like, Stig? You've seen it, haven't you? It felt like this is a show, and they've just, like, trimmed 10 episodes of this show into one long episode. Because it's... That's not really a good thing. It's not. It's hard to explain because it's not a good film, but the atmosphere is good. Do you get what I'm saying? Like the characters I are like Silent wrong. Hill, even though it was shit. It wasn't I, shit, it was Ace. No, I liked no. the atmosphere in that. Yeah, but Silent Hill also didn't try to retell the games, which is what... Silent Hill is better than this. Doing. Silent Hill is better than this. Second Silent Hill film, not good at all. I didn't know there was a second one. Oh, oh, it's bad. I've never seen it. But yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't oh, hate it, I'm and that's what, I've come, <laughs> that, that's, what, that's what I've come across. I was like, I was pleasantly surprised, but I, like, it's a proper five out of ten film. It's not good, but it, like, <laughs> I mean, I'll spoil it. Like, Wesker's not really a baddie. <laughs> no, they've completely changed everyone's backstories. and yeah. they changed everything. So but Jill's no, that the doesn't now. bother me because it's no, 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 it doesn't bother me that much because it's it's still got the feel of it. And you just said that you love the mythos of Resident yes, Evil. Yes, I know, I know, but it's 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 like I think a you guide. Didn't lose mastermind answering questions on it. It's like a guide end to it. It's like you know the character names, but these are not the characters you know. Like the zombies talk in this. What? <laughs> it's just it's just it? weird. So, so it's but, not yeah, Resident they do, Evil. They do talk a bit. They do they do stig. You should watch it again. The talk in it. Quite a few times, actually. Um, not like all of the zombies talk, but there's, there's talking zombies in it. Um, like, Did you not just get just get really drunk and watch The Walking Dead by accident? No, no, no. Like it's got it's got. Zombie didn't come out with a rec- voiceover again. You're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> no, no. Like there's areas that you recognise from, especially. I, I, it seems like they've took all this from the remakes rather than the original source material. And like, there's the train car. There's the Underground lab, kind of. There's the, the there's the mansion, kind of. There's the, the the RPD police station, kind of. Everything's just kind of there, and there's the atmosphere's fine, and that's that's all I can take from it. it I, don't, don't get me wrong, I, I just don't think it's the, you're actually not selling this. You realise that, right? Because all you've said in positive about it is that the atmosphere is fine. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's characters the, are shite. I mean, it's not a, it's, <laughs> zombies talk. Yeah, it's not a good selling point. But I think it's the best Resident Evil film. Oh dear, that's no, not, not hard considering the other six were made by Paul W S fucking Anderson. I think it's I, um, oh, what would I have it? I oh, know. I think there's two better Resident Evil films. I don't, I don't like the Resident Evil films at all. But this, it, it just at least, I don't know. It had a direction. Yeah, Stig's right. They did cram too much into one film, and the first hour is literally just backstory and character development. And wh- why they spent fifty minutes in a diner is beyond me. But it, they do it, and it, yeah, I don't, I didn't mind it. Proper five out of ten material. I, if you can watch I, it, for, I, if you can watch it for free, watch it. I feel like this this last five minutes of positive review that you said you were coming in for has been more negative than anything. It's not negative. It's it's, it's ambivalent. <laughs> you have missold your <laughs> Resident Evil review, <laughs> which Biggie is a great segue to the main topic that we're going to discuss today. Whose episode is it today? Actually, I was going to I was going re- to read. I was going to 
have some thoughts on Resident Evil, but we can move on. It's fine. You can no, you can go for it. Go for it. Uh, I think that it it's a film that plays lip service to the fans, but also fails to do enough. It's trying to cram mm-hmm. Resident Evil one and two into simultaneously into a film, which wipes out Resident Evil three storyline completely, and they spend way too much time on Kristen's Claire's backstory, which is made yeah, up, which yeah. is made up time on Lisa Trevor, who's a character that no one cares about, and yeah. so they did all that and took you into the police station, but then never did any of the cool moments from the police station, like they just didn't even have Mister X or anything like that. Um, I thought everything everything felt really cheap, especially the CGI. You get oh, yeah, one liquor and one and a one minute scene of a tyrant and it's William which, William Birkin, yeah, which isn't looks it? terrible. And I also yeah. think that they um did Annette Birkin real dirty. She goes from being this <laughs> She really, wasn't Annette Birkin. No, she goes from being the Annette Birkin who is a sci- brilliant scientist working with him to just wife. To just being a housewife. It's yeah, quite yeah. frankly really? bullshit. Oh yeah, she's one of the main characters in two. Yeah, and she's just. Oh yeah, and, and, and yes, I know who Annette Burkin is. Yeah, she's just it, wife. The, um, she's just wife. She's just wife. But... Yeah, she's like she's like a malevolent bad guy almost in. And Sherry um, Burkin is just daughter. Game. Yeah, she's but she is daughter. kind of it. She's important to that story. Yes, and, and, and yeah. Birkin's story and and the, the what's going on in, in in the lab and everything. But in this, she's just yeah, wife. I, I, wife I, I, is the best way to describe it because that's all she is. Yeah, just wife. She's just wife. <laughs> I think I, I'm, I'm kind of playing devil's advocate a little bit because it it doesn't have to be a complete remake of the games, but there's enough in it to see that to, to make you think that they're trying to be a remake of the game. I get what you're saying because if you weren't going to do that, you've got the original films, haven't you? That yeah, aren't remakes of the games. My issue is that I, I kind of like the idea of them saying we're going to tell the story of the games because everyone when yeah. everyone does a. a a video game film. It's always like, right, we're going to make a new story with that character, which is perfectly fine. And they failed pretty nearly every time. This guy said, "I'm going to retell that story, but on the screen." Yeah, this, this guy that's not directed anything else. And he, it was just stupid. Like he, he just, he's cry, trying to cram in three games worth of material into one that yeah. one hour and forty minute film. And by that, by doing so, he actually doesn't even cram three, and he, he only manages to get two games in. And one game gets one complete. and a half mainly, isn't it? Yeah. Ne- Nemesis is just the way the film ends. Yeah, Nemesis happen. can't happen. That's... Yeah, it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, so, well, I, I, I always, I, I know it's not the greatest of the films, but the Resident Evil Apocalypse, which was the second Paul W S Anderson one, is the better one. I like. Well, it, it it is it is the the best of those films anyway. But I liked how the they did is. that one, where it was it was obviously it was still Alice's story, but you had scenes from. Games two and three, yeah, like the stuff that happens in Raccoon City. Yeah, you got Carlos and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you had you had scenes kind of like framed around it. So you had Jill Valentine, you had like dogs attacking, you yeah. had the creation of the Nemesis Ada and Wong. stuff like that. Like, yeah, 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 you, you had hints at Ada Wong and stuff like that. And like, I really liked how that worked because that works better than taking a ten-hour video game and trying to cram it into two hours. Yeah, you know? I, it's, I, give me, give me, give me, give me the, the the locations, give me the iconography, give me events that happen in a game or scenes that can be transplanted from a, a game to the screen. Yeah. I think that works better for me than just retelling it. The thing is, I'm, I am being kinder than I should be because if the director came out and said, um, oh, I was trying to get more of the, a feel of the games rather than game, but no, I believe he said it's a straight for shot for shot remake of the games. I think I think he said something <laughs> along those lines. It's like, you haven't played them, have you, pal? <laughs> <laughs> he 
he's looked at them. He's looked at the boxes. Yeah, yeah. He, he, I mean, like like the RPD looks good. You don't see enough of it. The mansion looks good. The, the, the hallway. Got Leon's of, hair wrong. Yeah, he looks like Carlos oh. instead. And they made Leon like a pretty buffoon. Dingbat. He said dingbat in it's it. He's an dingbat. Bear in mind, this is the man that looked after the president in his life. <laughs> yeah, they're just <laughs> making him like an absolute idiot. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, he's an absolute boy, dingbat. Leon. <laughs> the med, the, the, med, the med Wesker into an absolute. The Med Wesker looked like Chris Redfield in uh, Resident Evil Five. Oh, chunky and muscly. <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably. It's probably because it's the only film I've watched this week. I'm being kind to it. <laughs> Don't. Uh, surprisingly enough, it's quite high on my video game like yeah. computer game yeah. list on my letterbox, just because of the sheer shit that comes before. Yeah. <laughs> And like I said, I don't think it's good. I just think it's middling. But I think the other films, the other Resident Evil films, are dire. So it's not a really good barometer to base. I was just going to say, there's some free. Um, just, just leave video games alone. Yeah, there's I some said. free PS5 upgrades coming for seven, two, and three. Mate, buzzing mm. for that. Buzzing for that. Especially three because it chugged on the PS4. That chugged. But yeah. Let's move on to the main topic. I don't know whose episode it is because I went here last week and I've, I only listened to a little bit of it. I'm joking. I listened to it all, but I can't remember. So it's, uh, it's, it's my week. Oh, it's your week. I wondered why it was such a uh, difficult topic to find something for. Take it away. Um, well, yes, because this week we are talking about the things that have been missold to you. Mm. And I'm not talking about PPI either. <laughs> no. Shit. Or car insurance. <laughs> no. Uh, talk, talk about things that have, have been advertised. Or Patreon insurance. Or anything Oodle sells. <laughs> yeah, hey, this Patreon is not false advertising. Apart from the VAT. So yeah, we're, 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 we're talking about things where either like expectations were set by um, the developers or the creators or whatever, and it didn't come out right, or things that just were flat-out lies. Um, we've, we've, we have declared that we shall not be talking about cyberpunk because it's too easy. It's shooting fish in a barrel with that one. We have to think of something. <laughs> Uh, and we also still can't talk about Game of Thrones season eight because you know that was advertised as being good. <laughs> I can't even talk about that anymore because it's no. still very upsetting. So, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to lead off here with, I've, I've got a double whammy here because I don't have much to say on each of them because they were just such massive, I've got massive two, two. sales. So, first one I want to talk about is from, it's from 2013. It's uh, produced by the greasiest man in the world, Mr. Randy Pitchford. Ugh. We're going to talk about Aliens Colonial Marines. He's a bastard, Randy Pitchford. Yes, well, this was a, this was a game that had, Sega had had in development hell for a little while, and Gearbox quite happily came in, like they did with Duke Nukem Forever, to take it on and just squirt it out. Sega! <laughs> <laughs> uh, basic, basic plot of the game is a first-person shooter based on Aliens, rather than Alien, um, so you're a colonial marine. It's a more actiony game. It involves you taking a. It's supposed to involve you taking a pulse rifle around space stations and spaceships, killing a lot of xenomorphs. Yeah. Problem was, it was dead on arrival. It was broken. <laughs> it was the most fucked thing in the world. Um, and th- th- there are reasons for that. But the reason why this was missold is uh, it cast your mind back to E3 2012. Oh God! And, uh, I wasn't even and- a dad then. No, you weren't. Oh. Uh, uh, Ra- Randy himself slithered onto the stage <laughs> and um, spewing venom across a, the whole auditorium, le- 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 leaving, a, leaving a snail trail behind him. Um, I've done that before to to to, sh- to show off aliens, colonial marines, and what we saw was 
a squad base shooter that was um it had some really really cool looking set Mate, pieces. It looked fucking mint. It looked incredible. <laughs> um <laughs> it, it was aimed for the Xbox 360 and PS3, so yep. like the graphics were you know, it was at the time when developers were really hitting their stride because it was close to the end of the generation, so things were looking great. And uh, the hype was real. The hype was really good for it. We're going to get a good um, Aliens game. That's what we all kept saying. Well, yeah, because there hadn't been a good Aliens game since Alien Trilogy. And Which even then, is that not was even just, good. <laughs> no, that was just Doom with an alien skin on it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there was, there was a lot of kind of pre-release buzz from that. There was a lot of marketing going on. And the game eventually came out. Oh, it did not look anything like it looked on the, on the trailers. It did not look like anything in the pre-release Mate, stuff. I bought it day the, one. Oh, you poor boy. <laughs> the graphics were massively downgraded. There were levels that were shown off in the pre-release stuff that had been removed from the game. Gone. Completely. Um, the alien AI was bugged to fuck, and frequently they would just stand and walk in a circle. There's, that, there's, un- that, there's that famous scene with the... You, you go through like a painstaking ritual to get the smart guns ready, and the aliens just stand in a line and you shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, there were so many kind of gifts and videos come out where like... you'd you know, a tense, a tense room, you'd walk into the alien nest and there would just be the xenomorph kind of like leaning back and <laughs> yeah. as he walks past you. A lot you. of them were T-posing as well. <laughs> yeah, completely ignoring you. You see a xenomorph um, T-posing with its balls out. It's just, yeah, this is frightening. Sound effects didn't work, dialogue didn't work, uh, companion AI didn't work, oh, the multiplayer worked. didn't work. It was, it was oh. fucking raw. And the it other thing dead. as well, where it had, it, 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 they, oh, this is so fa- Fucking gearbox, man! They, where they got the difficulties wrong on the menu, and easy was the hardest, and hardest was the <laughs> easiest. Yeah, how fucking stupid can you be? They issued a couple of patches and never ended up fixing it, and just declared it dead. About five years later, some enterprising modder um, was looking through the PC version of it and found that the reason why the alien AI oh, was bugged out was because of a, a typo in the code. Yeah, one one digit, wasn't it? It was it was it was it was one letter which meant the 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 class operator in the code was misspelled and wouldn't reference to anything. Yep. So it never the code block for the alien pathfinding AI to like look for the player yep. was never being triggered. So that's why the aliens wouldn't fight you or they would just kind of <laughs> mingle about. Um and like the, the guy was like he literally just fixed the spelling mistake, booted up the game, and it ran as it was intended. Did you see how it got re-reviewed after that and they gave it like a, a seven out of ten? Yeah, like yeah, it, it got oh, absolutely panned when it was released. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like it's still not great, but no. it's pretty good. Like it's enjoyable and you can play it. It's, it's still just, three hours ridiculous. long. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's just Randy Pitchford just he does this. He did it with Duke Newton Forever as well. Big this up as he was saving that game and that, oh, that game. Shake was it, baby. The the other one I want to talk about, um this this one hurt. This this one hurt my heart, this. Because, you know, we've talked about it before, and before um, everyone realised what, uh, what a collection of sexually aggressive ball sacks they were, Blizzard were good at making video games. Oh, I remember Blizzard being good. And in the early, two th- early 2000s, they released Warcraft 3. Mm, they did. Reign of Chaos. They were good. They were really fucking good. One of the greatest um, real-time strategy games ever made. I play. Me and my brother used to play that for hours when we were kids. Like I bet all you the went time through was, some fucking mice on that, didn't you? Clicky, clicky, clicky. Oh, absolutely. And that uh, it wasn't optical mice either. It was ones we had to clean the the, the ball. rubber ball out on them. <laughs> my ball's all dirty. I'm gonna have to clean it quick. Exactly. <laughs> so it was announced in 2018, 
um, Warcraft 3 Reforged. Oh, I remember uh, this. And Blizzard promised remodeled characters, new graphics, redoing the cutscenes, redoing the dialogue. New voice new actors, modes. wasn't it? No, no, same. They got the old voice it, actors. That, that was it, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, for, for any new lines, but they were doing their best to kind of keep the old stuff as much as they could, but like give everything a lick of paint. Cinematic cutscenes as opposed to just the camera being zoomed in following <laughs> characters. Uh, new UI, better online connectivity, more modding tools, all this kind of thing. Like everything we were asking for, everything that StarCraft 2 has had since 2012, you know, like all the good shit. And everyone was excited for it. And they said it was going to be out that next year in 2019. Everyone was like, oh, yes. And it didn't come out until 2020. And they were like, oh, no. And the review what could copies go wrong didn't in 2020? Co- Nothing. <laughs> And the review copies didn't go out until the day of release. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. It were bad. It were very, very bad. What they had done was nothing. <laughs> what they had done. Actually, no, they had done things. They ruined the game. Yeah. So the, the upgraded cutscenes didn't exist. The upgraded character models were upgraded via AI. So they weren't kind of like redrawn or rebuilt. Um, they were done by AI. So they all looked a bit off and a bit weird it was only kind of like the major heroes that had been redrawn so characters like Arthas and um and people like that they they'd been redrawn but yeah most of it didn't work the ui was incomprehensible um the online stuff didn't work for the first couple of days properly the modding stuff didn't work properly um but the worst well there were two worst things that they did to this besides charging 40 pound for it they um they removed the old version of Warcraft three from Battle.net. Oh. So you and if you had it installed on your computer and you had Battle.net installed, it automatically updated you to Reforged. No. So you lost the old thing regardless. And then they also put in some very difficult new language into their terms and conditions because you've obviously all heard of Dota. Yeah. Defense of the Ancients. That was a Warcraft three mod. That is a Warcraft 3 mod that has made all of the money. Yeah. It invented the, a genre, didn't it? Yeah, the Blizzard don't get because <laughs> it was a mod. <laughs> so what, the, what they added into the terms of condition was if you create new mods or create new game modes... We're getting the money. They own it. Yeah. No, they're not getting the money. They own it. So anything you create in it is not your own work. That's terrible. Which is terrible. And it was all this thing. And, and this, was, this was also just after the BlizzCon where we'd had the whole, hey, you guys have phones, don't you? <laughs> um, oh, yeah. This that was... One. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of the yeah, worst announcements <laughs> ever that was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And, yeah, and it was, also, it was also the same BlizzCon where, um, where Blizzard, uh, Blizzard CEO at the time, J. Allen Brack, was on a, was on a panel and some, uh, like a, a woman asked a question about you know, why, why do all the female characters in Blizzard games have to oh, be so fuck, yeah. voluptuous? Oh. And he, he just says, we like big tits. Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> My kind of guy. It was, it was terrible. And, Edge and Lord then, McGee. You know, yeah. Shock, shock horror a year or so later in 2021, all the shit came out about Blizzard. And it turns out they are a shower of sweaty <laughs> ball bags that abuse the shit yeah. out of their staff and abuse the shit out of women. To the point where one of them tragically took her life. So you know what? Fuck Blizzard. Yeah. We don't fuck play them anymore. Fuck Warcraft 3 Reforged. Yeah. yeah, we don't play them anymore. None of their games. None of their games. So, go on, Oodles. What were you missold? Oh. Besides that hat. <laughs> this hat was not covering my hat. hair. It's a perfect hat. This, <laughs> it's the, uh, Get my shop I, and buy I, that hat. 
Yeah, get to the shop. <laughs> it's a very comfy hat, and it's good when you've just got out of the shower to cover your fluffy hair. Woo! Your hair grows really quick, doesn't it? Sorry, just to just as a side. He really has got the Sam Porter Bridges thing going on right now, hasn't he? I'm just a I'm just a hair suit Jew. That's what I am. I grow hair anywhere. I grow hair fast. Right. Yes, Miss Sold. Um, back in 2011, Zombie Fever was at its zenith. Maybe I don't know. I knew I should just put in my. I know exactly where he's going with this. I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm, I'm literally, I'm just going to leave the podcast now. <laughs> so <laughs> This is exactly what I was going to do. A game about slapping zombies with a variety of absurd homemade weapons. Sounds perfect, doesn't oh, it? Oh, he's not going where I thought he was going. Mm. Sounds oh, back in your box, then, saved. Steve. Yeah, he sticks but, back. But where so, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're talking about this, Stig, but I'm talking about Dead Island. No, but... Mine is 2011 and it's zombies. It was a bad year for zombies. So, Dead Island, Gadget, you'll remember this. You'll, and, and probably, I remember, I remember the, trailer. the trailer. The trailer was this incredible. Is what the trailer was one of the most heartfelt, beautiful, gut-wrenching trailers you can ever see. It was about a girl at the end of her life when zombies kick in and get involved. And I thought, oh my God, oh my God, we're getting some kind of Walking Dead style action RPG. We didn't, did we? No. <laughs> we basically got zombies at Butlins. <laughs> <laughs> pod title, pod title. Yeah. So, Techland. I mean, they've redeemed themselves. Uh, um, yeah, because like, Dying Light 2 is... Dying Light 2 are supposed yeah, to be great. Yeah, they're good. They, they got there in the end and it's a bit more somber and they can still be daft and have cricket bats and stuff because everyone knows cricket bats is the ultimate weapon to kill zombies. Or vinyl. Um, Dying, uh, sorry, Dead Island was missold to me because I'd come off the back of, like, I, I missed a lot of the generation, a lot, a lot of the 360 uh, PS3 era, but what I didn't miss was Left 4 Dead. I didn't miss that. And it was one of the precious memories I've, I've got with multiplayer because I don't play a lot of multiplayer. I think those games were impeccable and, for my money, the best games Valve have done. I know a lot of people don't like that. Ooh. I can't believe you're saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love like I don't know if you guys played much of it, but fucking hell! It was, I really, I really good, enjoyed Left 4 Dead. The best. I, I, it's the only. It's, it's, it's probably the best multiplayer experience I've ever had in my life. And I thought that we're going to get that kind of thing again, but with an adventure, like a, a, an open world zombie with 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 realistic. Um, realistic physics and a somber scary like is man the real enemy kind of vibe to it no as I said it's just zombies in butlins and it's fucking <laughs> shit I'm sorry I know people like Dead Island but I think it's fucking I never crap played it. To, 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 to be fair it, it, it was buggy as all fuck it, it didn't, didn't work, work very well no I fell off it hard it 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 had, it had nothing of the quality that was in the trailer because no because the, tra- the, the trailer was the one that was uh, going backwards wasn't it it was yep. the it was for, like the family being bit in the hotel room. Yes, it, it all went backwards, backwards, and it was so. And it was a really well done trailer. Yeah. I was so hyped for it off that off that trailer. And it, it did the mortal sin of casting a a black character, a white man doing a black man's voice. Oh, oh dear, that's always a bad thing. So yeah, I thought, oh, because what that that character, I was like, oh, he's he's, he's actually he were a hip hop star. This because you could pick like one of four characters or something like that. He's a hip hop star. He's just on holiday. I'll be him. 
And then he started talking. I'm like, oh, and this was 2011. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, this is terrible. Oh no, I can't believe he's saying these words. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just really bad. And then you, you, at the beginning, you, 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 you pick up a, a, a radio and it tells you to get out of the hotel. And it's quite tense, isn't it? There's a bit of stealth and you've got not, not much weapons. And then you get out and it's just fucking crap. It's fetch quest after fetch quest. And it's not like, um, not uh, Dead Rising did that, didn't it? But it was, that, that was more of an arcade game, wasn't it, Dead Rising? Yeah. It was supposed to be stupid. This didn't know what its, what its mood was, did it? I don't know how yeah, much it was. It wasn't it. sure whether it was a horror or an action yeah. or a, a con or. Couldn't you drive a vehicle in it as well? The... Yeah. Yeah, but it was terrible. No, no that, that, was, that, that was Riptide, I think. They put vehicles into the second yeah, one. Yeah, I, yeah, I, was, I just, I'm pretty sure. There is a, I, no, there the is vehicles one? in the first yeah. one. There is vehicles, yeah, mm. and it's, it's shocking. It's really bad. Yeah. Um, the control's and, terrible. They did stupid things like your home base was on a boat, but you had to like, you couldn't get to it quite easily. Do you know when it's supposed to be easy to get back to your home base and just relax? Yeah. Like, oh, it was a struggle <laughs> to get to your home base. And not because, of, <laughs> not because of the zombies, but because it's just a shit home base. <laughs> and it's just so bad. Like, it was a melee-focused game as well. You didn't get guns until really late on. And... These zombies were indestructible. They were they were so overpowered. Like, here you go, you've got a javelin. You'd think a javelin in a zombie's brain would kill it, wouldn't you? No, 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 it doesn't kill it. And it's just really, really shy. And it's a shame, but at least Techland have bounced back, haven't they? Because they're a good dev team because they, they support their games for years to come, don't they? Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I mean Techland are, are, are guilty of several crimes. Which one? You know, well, uh, most uh, most precisely the um, the uh, collector's edition of Dead Island Riptide. Oh God! Anyone I... remembers that? Yeah, yeah. The the goodie. Oh. Uh, putting on screen for the YouTube. Oh, yeah. People. yeah. Oh no no no! <laughs> for the listeners, it's basically Jerry Hallowell's torso. <laughs> yeah, effectively, it's 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 a woman's torso with the arms and the heads bitten off and big old <laughs> wearing a Union Jack bikini with like inflatable. Have you noticed how there. her boobs are perfect, like perfectly clean? Yeah, they're not there's, even covered in no blood, blood, no blood, blood no bite marks or anything. <laughs> if I was a zombie, I'd go straight for the boobs. They literally look like a pair of Stig, you've clearly never seen a boob in your life. You know they are uh, they are immune to blood, so <laughs> I can confirm. Oh, but those literally it. just look like a pair of buns just stuck on as an afterthought. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what that yeah. looks like to me? Well, it's like when they they actually like cut into it and it's actually a cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. It does. But 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 yeah. Like like Techland have redeemed themselves with like die, dying light. Yeah, because it's a good um, game, but, and the multiplayer the, works in that. Yeah, the three Dead Island games were not good in the slightest. They, I, I, yeah, there was three. I played I played the first one on Riptide, and Riptide is a basically a tower defense game, isn't it? But with zombies. Yes, it's it's shite. It was a like shit out in two years, and it was yeah. just basically in the it same map. Been like an expansion. It should have been an expansion pack for the yeah. first Dead Island. Yeah, it should have been, but it was a full price. <laughs> but yeah, um, I was really upset with that because I needed it, and not until I think like Dying Light. Um, um, what's the one with the motorbike one that I really like? I forgot. Days gone. Days gone. They they've got zombies right in my opinion. They've really. I've not played Dying Light two, but I'm looking forward to playing it. Like. I didn't adore Dying Light until the DLC. I think the yeah, DL- the following DLC was fantastic. The DLC they managed really to get good. their driving right. Yeah, they did. They did. They did. 
but yeah, uh, the next thing, uh, I, I can't talk about it too much. It's kind of, I kind of miss Soul, but I don't hate it. Does this count? Yeah. Go on then. Try it. Robert Rodriguez. Remember him? Desperado. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, remember a friend saying, we've got to, we, I mean, I was too young. We've got to see this new crime film about two convicts escaping a heist gone wrong. <laughs> the Gecko Brothers, they were called. Um, so they're on the run from the Texas police and the FBI after a crime spree in the Southwest. They, they end up in Mexico, these two brothers. Um, it's, uh, the brothers are uh, George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino. And they go to a bar, just a little top me up, the Titty Twister, I believe it's called. We've got big pussy, we've got little pussy. <laughs> pussy, pussy. Little pussy. You can find better pussy. <laughs> Fuck it. That guy. <laughs> I think it's one of Cheech and Chong, it and it's one of them, one of those. It's Cheech Marin. Yeah. Uh, they go to. I thought, oh, this is quite. This has took a bit of a twist. It's funny here. And then Selma Hayek becomes a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> what the uh, fuck? That that film. That was the... such a great twist, though. I like. I don't think it's necessarily that it's missold. I think they deliberately hid mm. the twist in the marketing. I, yeah, it was missold in a good, positive way because I did. Yeah. I did not no. see this coming. I think it's an hour and a half, isn't it, before you see vampires mm. in it. And then they bastardized the franchise and just made these weird ones that Robert Rodriguez didn't even touch. But yeah, that was. Did you ever see the TV series of From Dustle Dawn? Apparently, it's good. No, it isn't. <laughs> is it not? Is it not? No, it not. Didn't they make it super serious? Yeah, they did. Oh, I, it lost. It lost the the camp brilliance. I of believe the it, were, it wasn't finished either. It's cancelled before it was finished. I believe. Yeah, it was, was cancelled. Tarantino is obviously <sighs> not the greatest actor in the world at all, but his role in that at the beginning. As the sort of uns- unstable brother was just kind of, <laughs> I thought the dynamic between the two was going to be quite interesting, and that's why I thought that movie was yeah, going. He you know? was obsessed with a very yeah. young, a very very yeah, young yeah, Juliet Lewis. Seemed like it was going to be like a really weird sort of like you say a heist movie. It's got fucking Harvey Keitel in it. What, you know what a I mean? turn that was! I just my mind was blown watching that. Just because nobody talked mm. about it, nobody I, talked like, about it. Who, you know, if you got to see the, that. the funny thing is in the in the. In the US uh, trailer, it was revealed it was a oh, vampire okay. film. In the European trailer, it yeah. wasn't. Mm. It was just the, f- the next film from Robert Rodriguez, mm. Desperado, crime thriller, and you know what I mean? I was like, imagine, like, I was obviously too young to go and see it, but we, we managed to get a bootleg of it, and it blew yeah. my mind. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw it, and I, I sort of dozed off in the, at the crucial moment where it became... It looks like the end, though, doesn't it, when they get to the titty yeah, twister? Yeah, it they've escaped the law. So it was the very moment that it changed from one film to another, and I remember waking up and looking at it's the, the film. the guy with the gun on his back. Right, yeah. They've moved on to the next film without me. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Complete, uh, I love it, though. It's, it's such fucking, a good film. It's fucking wild, yeah. But it was completely missold to me, and probably thousands of people, like, because a lot of people's favourite genres, those crime escapades, like Thelma and Louise. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And that's what it feels like, a bit of a Thelma and Louise film until they get to the titty twist. <laughs> it all goes to hell. Oh, God. I just, yeah. That's that's the last one I've got. I've got some yeah. honourable mentions, but I've not really enough to chat about. But yeah, that, that was missold. But fucking Dead Island, man. Fucking fuck that <laughs> shit. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Candy, what have you brought? Uh, I just have the one, and this one also hurt deep. Um, I'm going to talk about the brutal day I was betrayed by Jack Black, who up until that moment was one of my favourites. He he, he went down on the husband list, didn't he? He almost got kicked off the husband list. He's back on, but still, (laughs) he was skating on thin ice for a minute. 
So it was the year 2009 and I was a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed little candy machine dressed head to toe in black denim and leather and smelling at Jack Daniels and covered in the grass stains of Ozfest. Um, 80s hair metal was enjoying a bit of a resurgence thanks to Motley Crue's Carnival of Sins tour. The Xbox 360 and the PS3 had kind of found their feet. They'd been out for a couple of years. They were churning out some fantastic open-world RPG sandbox games. The Tenacious D pick of Destiny movie had released a couple of years earlier to mediocre applause. Did you like it? Of course I liked it. Come on now. (laughs) It is a masterpiece, and I won't hear anything said against it. No, I'm not hearing it. What? Sorry, I missed what you said. It was a masterpiece? Pick a Destiny film. Pick a Destiny. Oscar worthy. It's crap in its day. Anyway, the point is, life was good. Um, <laughs> Life wasn't good. <laughs> a trailer came out from Double Fine Games, the creators of Psychonauts and Grim Fandango, for a game called Brutal Legend. Oh. <sighs> the trailer brought us Jack Black playing main character Eddie, who was a roadie who looked like Jack Black cosplaying as Glenn's Dan. Was Glenn it Eddie Danzig. Riggs or something? Eddie like Riggs, that. yeah. Cosplaying Eddie as Riggs, Glenn Danzig, yeah. basically. Yeah, you were dancing. <laughs> the game was to include 80s hair metal soundtrack and features the voices of Rob Halford, Lemmy, Ozzy Osbourne, Lita Ford, just to name a few. Um, and the trailer, it featured some clips of gameplay which showed off like an open world, sandbox style adventure game. It was with, a bit like Zelda, wasn't it? Yep, huge map, side quests, some good old hack and slash combat. Um a badass looking badass car. Badass looking yeah. car, banging soundtrack. That it had it was the whole package basically. So, but <laughs> this tale takes a turn. So shortly after the game came out, a um uh, shortly after the trailer came out, a demo, uh, a playable demo of the game. Yeah. And it featured, I think it was like the first hour of the game. And true to its promise, it brought us some of the well-loved smashy, smashy gameplay, and I absolutely it's got a good first boss as well, hasn't it? It was, it was great. Everything ticked all my boxes. Um, and finally, the day came out when I took it home. First couple of hours, great. Everything that was promised and more. Interesting environments, wacky Jack, black antics, a fun storyline. Plays a solo when he's beating enemies. That's right. Yeah, and I was whacking down baddies left, right, and centre with my axe. Driving around in my hot rod, listening to Van Halen. And then came yeah. a moment, and you'll probably remember <laughs> the moment. The moment. <laughs> it can only be described as a real-time strategy element. And I was slightly miffed by this. I love adventure. Well, you're like, this is a, this is a fun little mini game. Yeah, uh, literally. So I love, I, I, love, I love adventure games, but I had little mm-hmm. to no experience of RTS games. And just because they simply don't interest me in the slightest, they still don't. Especially with a controller. Especially with a controller. That's right, because it was Xbox. It was Xbox and PS3 before it came out yeah, on the PC. Yeah. Um, I yeah. persevered though. I thought it was just like a slightly boring blip. I was like, "Well, I just get through this part, and we'll <laughs> carry on with the smash smash." But then this <laughs> happened again, and then again, and then and finally, the acceptance of my betrayal just washed over me, and I'd been ambushed. Yeah. And yeah. this was. By a real time strategy. By a real time strategy. This is not the game I was promised. It was the not funny the thing game is, I was on the back of the boss, on the back of the box. Remember when it used to tell you the genre on the back of the box on 360 and PS3 games? It does say real time strategy. Well, I wasn't looking at the bloody box. I was looking no, at no Jack one Black. does. No one does. <laughs> no one does. It literally is just a straight up RTS game. I never finished it. Um, no one did. Well, as I understand <laughs> it, so so being somebody that doesn't play that type of game. 
um, the actual gameplay me- mechanics of it was a pretty bad version of an RTS game. As like behind the you know behind the excitement of the cast and the music, like the game itself as an RTS wasn't even very good. And when I was, it was an RTS on hard mode, wasn't it, Gadget? Like yeah, pretty much. Mirage. It, was, it was it it was almost like tower defense. Mm. Yes. yes. Um, it was if you basically if you if you if you thinned down a total war game yeah. and made a tower defense rather than you having like kind of set battles you basically had to survive as long as possible. Don't worry about your resources, just yeah, and yeah, it weren't good. It was it weren't good it, at the, all. The turning point for me was when you get um, your character gets wings and then you can so rather than it being like a top down um, camera angle, you're kind of flying around above it. I was like, oh no, this is the game that it is. Um, yeah. But you, I yeah. mean, you could go down and kind of help out your troops, but for what it was, what you know, th- there was no point. You had no agency on the battle, and they were all like the same that's, that's character the models and everything. You remember, you had those. Um, your troops were kind of the headbangers. You know, they just go around banging, yeah. banging their heads. Um, but yeah, when I, when I was kind of researching it, trying to refresh my memory um, about the whole sort of fiasco. Um, Apparently, it was literally a deliberate case of trying to trick people because Tim Schafer actually did want to make a, a fully RTS game, but EA stepped. Oh yeah, in. It was, that was the, that was a thing all along. Yeah, yeah he's just I've, I've, got hoodwinked. I've, 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 just looking at the Steam page now, and it, the description says "Brutal Legend" is an action adventure that marries visceral action combat with open world freedom. It's set in a universe somewhere between Lord of the Rings and Spinal Tap. So it's a fresh lying. take on the action driving genre. It still lies. <laughs> I can't believe it still lies today. It's a it's a real time strategy game, a bad one. It's got probably four hours of exploration. Not even that. Two, I, don't I think. think. But believe it or not, Candy, I finished it. I am impressed. Good reviews. it's very very positive on Steam, and so for some reason, it's in my library. I don't remember buying this on PC. Yeah, I think you got <laughs> probably got given for free. They forced it it's, on you. Probably. <laughs> there are, there are more like platform wondering elements to it, but. Those elements are leading up to another real-time yeah. segment. Well, oh, it's just not good. And weirdly, there wasn't a mini map either. And supposedly, no, open world game. The, the, oh, it's oh, fucking it's shit! So disappointing. So yeah, my uh... they should have made a sequel, and that be the act. Like, what's wrong with making a rock and roll banjo kazooie? Do you know what I mean? What's wrong with that? That's what I mean. I don't understand why they, if they didn't think an RTS would sell, why did they then make one? Why did they try and trick yeah, people? Coming off of like Psychonauts, which is a platforming game and stuff. They could have What's just that done one that. that you yeah. like? That, I, I, um, the one where the guy's doing a sort of platform and he's riffing his guitar as he's killing everybody. You, you guys played that recently? Oh, yeah, the yeah. Artful Escape. You don't kill anyone. Oh, okay. No, you don't kill anyone. You just, you just play guitar. <laughs> that's, that's an endless runner, that oh, one. Okay. <laughs> just run around playing the guitar with lots of nice visuals. <laughs> don't get me wrong, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really yeah. good. But yeah, that's uh, that's the day the part of uh, part of my love for Jack Black died, unfortunately. Do you know he was brutal legend? That he was around then when I obviously I went I did a bit of travelling as well, and I remember like losing faith in games. You know when you have that couple. I don't know if you guys have ever had it. You have that couple of years where you just nothing yeah, intrigues you anymore. When it was like. Assassin's Creed 2, mm. Assassin's Creed Revelations. I'm just like, I'm done, I'm mm. done, I'm done. Well, funnily enough, I takes, was thinking earlier... Sometimes it takes a new generation to drag you back yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, when we were talking earlier, we've all sort of spoken about games that have kind of come out around the same time, so I wonder if there was a trend of like trying to trick people and they've actually brought that back a little bit. Just to buy it. Kind of, kind of t- 2008 to 2012 was a weird time in games because yes. it was when the marketing budgets were getting bigger than the mm. development budgets and they were trying to 
sell everything to everyone. That's, yeah. that's when you start getting like a lot of celebrities doing voiceovers and, and games. And... games for the first time on buses. Yeah. You never yeah, saw that. It's like, like, what's that. happening here? What? Trailers. There's yeah, trailers yeah, on you, that. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, you only ever saw like advertisements for video games when it was like a new Grand Theft Auto or yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, It's very but, yeah, odd, isn't brilliant. it? Uh, Stig, what did you end up settling on? Okay, so... In 2011, that involves so, zombies. No, yeah. The thing zombies. is, I was worried when you said 2011 zombies because earlier we were talking <laughs> in our uh, Discord and Gadget who was originally going to pick something that I'd picked. I thought, fuck's sake, that means I have to pick something else. And then when you said that, I was like, have you just chosen what I've chosen? <laughs> Even though I didn't interact, I did read it, don't worry. Yeah. Um, I want to... Let's just... Can I talk about the one that you were going to pick first, quickly, before I move on to my main yeah, one? Sure. Yeah, So the first one was Sweeney Todd. The Demon Barber of Fleet Street. The Demon Barber of Fleet Street. So, if like me, when I was, this came out when I was 21, I wasn't really into musicals back then, but Johnny Depp was kind of the flavour of the decade, wasn't he, in the 90s? He was, it was the hot topic yeah, at yeah, the he moment. He was in a lot of things. Yeah. He was riding off the success of the likes of Pirates, and he was... This trailer came, he discovered eyeliner, didn't this he? This trailer came out for what looked like this weird Tim Burton horror-esque film of a, a guy killing his and butchering it uh, his yeah. people coming into his barbershop and it looked kind of it looked good it looked interesting it did it did look good mate um, and then cue me sitting down to watch it in the cinema and people started <laughs> singing and dancing yeah. yeah they're not even that good though that's the problem it's not a good musical yeah, and I know now that this is obviously based on the musical play um, by Stephen Sondheim and Hugh Wheeler, uh, that apparently is critically acclaimed and everyone loves it. It's really it good. Everyone yeah. thinks it's really good. Um, but Tim Burton didn't, he, he did not uh, advertise it like that at all. Mm. So, so when, when I was considering doing it, I, I went and I rewatched like the original release yeah, me trailer too. for I did it. That. There is not a bit. There is there is one bit of singing in there, which but it's the bit where like uh, Sweeney Todd's Famous running going, "Hello, hello, you!" and like as yeah. if he's like trying to get business. The thing so, is, I can't remember which came first, this or From Hell, which is another From Victorian Hell, from hell yeah, came yeah, first. Yeah. And 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 Johnny Depp was excellent in From Hell, which is a comic book adaptation. And I thought it was going to be another one of those. Yeah, I I thought it looked to me like it was this kind of Jack the Ripper esque horror yeah. film. With a Tim Burton slasher, Johnny Depp playing a you know weird character. It's like, oh, this looks this yeah. looks fucking brilliant. You, it does. Yeah, I, it I'd like to rewatch it again. Now I I have grown to love musicals over the last few years a lot more it's, than I ever it, did. The, the problem is, and then, like, I know and that they can't sing in it. Mm. They, they've actually changed That's the problem. They actually changed the score to fit. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Depp's vocal range. Yeah, it's, it's a different. It's a different. Um, it's in a different key and stuff. Yeah. The thing is, as well, Tim Burton did the. He he had the audacity to make three new songs for it, and they're terrible. Yeah, <laughs> Don't fuck up a critically acclaimed musical. Is, it, is it that, that that opening song is one of the new ones? Yes. Where it's like, yeah. They, we're talking about London being a bit of shit, piece of shit and stuff yeah. like that. Don't write your Tim Burton. Stick <laughs> stick to stripy things and especially, skeletons. Especially when you like take. One don't, of, try and out, don't try and out Sondheim. Yeah, exactly. Sondheim. One of Broadway's like most celebrated musical uh, uh, it, composers. It, 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 would be like, it would be like you write. It would be like you doing an adaptation of a Lin Manuel Miranda thing, yeah. Stig, and you go, "No, you, I can write a better the, song." The problem than with he can. the film is you can tell the three songs that aren't supposed to be there because they're shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
like, what the fuck's this? Yeah. The thing is, I, I remember going to see it at the cinema when it came out, and um, I, because I, I knew it was a musical. Yeah. Like, I didn't care that it was a musical. It's just like I thought it. I watched the trailer. I thought, oh, it looks cool. And yeah. uh, but because I'd heard of it as a musical, I, I knew what to expect. I, I, I went to a. Uh, Cineworld in Bolden South Shields. Um, Somebody asked, and there was a, there was about two hundred people in the cinema because it was like opening weekend. Like it was full of like, you know the big new Tim Burton Johnny Depp film, and it was marketed and we, massively, weren't it? We're everywhere. Yes, and by the time the second song started, and there hadn't been a line of dialogue between any <laughs> oh, characters, no. about fifty chavs got up and walked out. <laughs> because you can you can you just completely understand why because horror films. At the cinema, they're big draws for people, especially for young people, Massive. for oh, late, yeah. for Massive. for mid to late teenagers, early twenties. They're they're a huge seller to that kind of market. If you knew, if you saw that trailer, you think, oh, Johnny Depp, obviously. He's massive at the time. I know it's Tim Burton and everything. He's come off the back of From Hell and Sleepy Hollow yeah. and and pirates you know I mean? and pirates. Yeah. yeah, you think, yeah, I'm well into this. I'll go there, and then people and you not know it's a musical. You'd be like, <laughs> what the fuck? And and the thing is with this film. Is that it actually received complaints to um, trading to the uh, trading yeah. standards or whatever it is the yeah. advertising standards? People actually put yeah. official complaints yeah, in because it wasn't advertised as a musical. It wasn't. It wasn't. It, 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 the, the, the two and a half minute trailer did feature all of the dialogue in the film. <laughs> yeah, it had a the trailer features well, like there was features explain. about it, it, five yeah. to ten seconds of Johnny Depp kind of singing along, and you could. You wouldn't get that, that, oh, this is a musical from that. You would get that, this is just a guy have to know wandering that around singing his song to himself. Like Just when you thought it was safe <laughs> to go back to the Barbaras. <laughs> because Johnny in, Depp in most trailers, what would happen is you would do the little bit and you'd have the sing, like the song, and then it would yeah. kick yeah. into gear and start to show in the dance and the song numbers in the trailer so people know it's a, a musical exactly. at that point. Like The Greatest Showman. Yeah, they you don't no do one... that. Yeah, exactly. Great show. You knew what you were getting into. Yeah. It's, ah, it's fucking bollocks, man. But the th- well, the thing is also Sweeney Todd's unusual as a musical because it's a very dour musical. Like, it's a fucking it's easy to make a, awful it's story. It's easy to make a trailer for... So- well, no, but it's easy to make a trailer for something like Greater Showman or yeah. Hamilton or anything else like that because the songs are generally uplifting. And that's the draw like, as well, isn't they're, it? They're all in a major key and you, you can put a trailer across them. Kind of hard with the songs in Sweeney Todd. It is a it is a film to slit your wrist <laughs> or throat or throat. Mm. I will say Sasha and be made Sasha into a Baron pie. Cohen yes. was very good in it. I think he was. He's the best oh, thing yeah. in it. He was the highlight. He, but he I think the best thing in I, it. I, I, Eleanor Bonham Carter was terrible. Yeah, Johnny Depp. She's was been terrible, terrible in films for a while. Even um, ne- never never forget that she was the uh, the good ape in uh, Planet of the Apes. <laughs> yeah. Even Alan Rickman. The, the ape was that bad. kissed the human. Alan Rickman was bad in it. Chris, he went oh, full ham. Yeah. <laughs> and Alan Rickman can't sing either. No. 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 Lloyd people <laughs> do a musical that can't sing. That just doesn't make sense to me at all. He doesn't, yeah. mate. Anyway, but anyway, what did you actually, what were you actually so talking about? This is a weird one because Oodles kind of touched on it when saying when something's missold but actually turns out to be a positive thing. Yeah. So this is one of those ones where the trailers missold this to me completely. I thought I was going in to see a general teen slasher slash zombie film, and it turned out to be completely the opposite. Uh, this is, oh. And this is Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, Fucking love. Yeah. I love this film. I, so I 2011 slash 12, around then, um, I, 
as many of you know, my wife likes terrible horror films. <laughs> so when she says, mm. can we go see Cabin in the Woods? And you watch a trailer for Cabin in the Woods and you see a bunch of teenagers going off to a it's cabin. Like Evil Dead, isn't it? And you, all you get from that trailer is... I'm going to spoil this. So if you haven't seen this, you should watch yeah, it. There is, it's fucking incredible. But this film talk about has the Shyamalan-style twist. twist to it. <laughs> Better than he's, anything he's ever done. Sorry. Yeah, bigger. Way bigger. <laughs> but all you get from the trailer is you know that something dodgy is going on. There's a guy pressing a few buttons, watching him on a video, and there's some kind of weird thing that happens with a bird hitting this force field wall. That's all you get. And from that trailer, you just kind of think, this is just... It feels like this is a rich dude playing around with a bunch of teenagers. That's what I thought, mate. And yeah. he's 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 stumbled upon an area that has zombies in it, and he lures kids there, and then he watches them, and he releases traps on them, and gets them to yeah, and watches them die one by one. And that is not what the film is <laughs> at all. And then even oh. the opening credits, the opening of this film has um, Bradley Whitford and Richard Jenkins yeah. characters chit-chatting around a base riding around yeah. on one of those little carts inside an, like an industrial and complex don't know why. talking about childproofing cabinets and the betting pool and then and then that's it then you don't see you them kind for of forget about them, don't you? the movie yeah and you're like yep. yeah but you're kind of like what the fuck was that like yeah. am I in the right film? yeah and then it cuts to the teenagers and then you spend the next god must be but you've got your archetypes, haven't you? You've got your jock, your stone, oh, yeah, your yeah. girl. Yeah, yeah, your girl that's not supposed to be fit, but she's clearly fit. <laughs> she wears glasses, the ugly ape. Hello. It starts, yeah. it starts a Chris Hemsworth pre-Avengers, <laughs> or just around the time he was getting into Thor. Yeah, um, it's stunning. Yeah, about halfway through this film, it takes a massive twist from what just <laughs> seems like a Evil Dead rip-off, where they find a Book of the Dead and some zombies come out of the ground and attack them. To, and then they realise that they can't get out and the way that they do that I fucking love that scene where he tries to jump over the yeah. ravine on his bike it's so good because he blocks the way out these people are watching yeah. them block the way out and he tries and he just hits the wall and bounces down the they, kill, they kill the main star yeah and it's then revealed that this is actually some kind of big organisation who has to do this to prevent the end of the world yeah to feed the to demon feed it, oh Oh, have you not seen this? Of course he hasn't. Oh, mate. Oh. It's, like squid, it's like Squid Game or something. It's you should so have spo- weird. But, well, well, you should have said something well, well, then. To, 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 to be fair, I don't watch horror films, so I was never the intended one. It's not a horror film. film. It, 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 it's a comedy. No, but it was marketed as a horror film. Exactly. You were missold. You were missold. Part of it's a horror film, but then it turns into this like comedy horror, and it's just it's so... That well girl done. does snug yeah, a mounted does. wolf head. Like that. <laughs> does it well. <laughs> and she does. I mean, I'm you intrigued. Should. I'll watch you it. At some point. I'm, I'm, but, but knowing the knowing twist the... makes you want to watch it. Trust me. Yeah, I'm disappointed that I, I didn't know about you. Know, we should have spoken up because the twist is actually one of the best things in it. Where it goes from what just seems like a general like horror film, <clears> where you think, "Oh, these teenagers are going to get." Killed off one by one, and the, you know the girl will survive, or blah blah blah. It's you, t- you know your typical horror affair. There's some evil dude watching them and playing with them, but then it just flips it on its head and it turns it completely meta. It knows what it is. It's completely self-referential, and 
yeah, the the the, the whole twist on it is ending, man. So it's cool. incredible. In the you ending, about the, yeah, the uh, ending the, is so good. The ending's incredible. You know about the monster cameos, don't you? There's loads of famous. Oh monsters. yeah, yeah, all the different. It's really hard to spot them all. Gadget. To, to to get get your feel to it in a in a weird way how things change did you did you finish Outlast? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember Outlast, how you yeah. get in and it's like oh you're so you're in a, you're in an asylum and you're hard hitting journalists and then you find out there's some kind of secret base underneath and it becomes yeah it goes to it goes supernatural it goes bit, fucking then you turn, mental turn it science fiction like yeah he does that he does that right okay but better <laughs> and there's less Willis what's the pity fair enough yeah. but yeah I just for that was one of those films where. I thought I was just going. I thought I was just going to cinema with Kate to watch a general, generic horror flick. Is it J.J. Abrams or somebody famous? No, Joss Whedon it? wrote it. Just Whedon, that's it. <laughs> but other than that, yeah. But yeah, other than that, it's it's one of those ones where the mis-selling worked, and surprisingly, there's the. I don't know why, but somehow, but the the plot twists and the Twitter that just didn't. Twitter. I mean, it was 2011, so Twitter and Facebook were around. But yeah, you but never saw you anything. You know, We're probably the first media outlet to spoil it. Yeah, <laughs> everyone spoils stuff over <laughs> stuff now, doesn't it? So it, it's um, it's one that I didn't know what was coming at all. And it's, yeah, it, it might be one of those things where people just respected the spoiler. You know, it's like Oodles managed to get however long it was until he got to the end of Bioshock. Still you know? shocked me. <laughs> and um, and you know, people don't yeah. spoil that particular spoiler because it is so they'll reference it, but they never I say do, what I it actually is. I do also think that I mean, there are still people who, are, like yourself, then I don't watch horror films. You, you thought it was just a generic horror film. Yeah, I yeah. think people. There's a lot of people just thought that. So, gadget, it goes full Lovecraft. Mm. <laughs> I mean. It's, I want it's a always on I do like Netflix Cosmic Horror. Yeah. Prime, it's it's always around. It's isn't it? insane. It's an insane. F- it's it's always on um, 4OD come Halloween. It's one of those big mm. ones that they always drop. It's, it's it, I think it's because it came around after Cabin Fever remake that's as right, well, yeah. and that is a dour, yeah, somber horror <laughs> film. <laughs> when you, yeah, because I, I I remember at the time there was the marketing because I think it was the same Halloween or something yeah. like yes. that. It was Cabin Fever and yeah. Cabin in the Woods, yeah. and I remember being at the cinema with my ex-wife going, "Nope, why are the two films involving cabins?" Exactly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it sounds so generic. That, that's how oh, it's because Cabin it's, in the Woods. De- yeah, it's deliberate, yeah. isn't it? It's deliberate. It's it's really fucking good. It is meta, and I always said it again. I'm not going to say it a third time, but it is the most meta film in that kind of genre that I have actually seen. It's, and and it does, a bit like The Sixth Sense where the second watch makes you go, ah, it's got a little bit of that mm. to it as well. Like, oh. And knowing the twist would make, I, I believe it would get people to watch it because it's not scary. Mm. Yeah. Well, i tell you what, I will add it to the list. I'm sorry, I've added it to the I've, I've got night. Gadget's film movie club list on Letterboxd. Yeah. Whenever he talks about films, I've not watched that, I'm adding it to the list. <laughs> Coming to a patron near you, Gadget's movie anyway. club. Anyway, spe- spe- speaking of people who need to watch movies for Patreon, Biggie. <laughs> you guys are shit. <laughs> I'm waiting for him to have free time to do it. Turns out the man's got a family and does things. Are you saying Are you, you saying sh- that Vin Diesel and his family and that are more, not as important more as your important, own? Yeah. You exactly. disrespect Big Dom. <laughs> Disgusting. Disgusting behaviour. So, yeah, this is... It's 1942. <laughs> so, one of my the, one of the games that first got me into first person shooters was Halo. 
and I was a big mm. fan of Halo. Um, played Halo Boy. 2, thought it was all right, um, but I drifted off I Halo from uh, the Xbox to the PlayStation, so I never got to play the rest of the Halo games, but got very excited when I was at EGX and saw a trailer for Destiny. And when, ah, Destiny. And when Destiny, to me, the trailer that they sold to me of what this game was going to be is technically not what the game was when I had it in my home, in my It console. was marketed as the Halo killer, wasn't it? It's... I thought it was Killzone. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it's where this was going. I saw Killzone and I was told it was going to be a good game. <laughs> but the, the, it turns out he's just brown. The problem with... Destiny for me, because don't get me wrong, it's a fucking excellent game, and I spent hours and hours and hours on that game. But it's not the game I thought it was going to be. Because to me, it was sold as, like you say, the Halo beat it. It was going to have a campaign. It was going to be a. We were told you could play it with your single friends. Player yeah, you could play it with your friends. You, you were going to be involved in other yeah. people's games or their missions to do this kind of game. There was going to be new content all the time. There was going to be worlds that you could travel to. Um, I think it said each planet was going to be bigger than the entirety of Halo Reach. I don't know how big that was. It did. Um, There's playable terrain. Um, You see, the the inexplicable story, I just don't have no time to explain. Um, you got to go to a separate <laughs> website to read up about the law. I just couldn't understand why they uh, did the that. The grimoire cards were brilliant. They, it was fantastic, but... They were, but they should yes, be in the game itself. to direct you away from what you're playing to go and have a look about what the fuck you're playing for. Yeah, in the middle of a raid. Sorry, guys, I just need to read just, this grimoire card. I just generally, half the time, once you'd obviously done the campaign or you did the first strike, it was entertaining because you're like, you've not done it before. But then it was so yeah. fucking repetitive. They said you were never going to get bored playing that game. But it was the same thing all the time. Mm. You moved to all the different planets and it was the same public events would appear. You knew where the enemy was going to be all the time. Um you, yep. you created this character. They said this character was going to go through um, like this this ten year vision of this game. Story it, choices. Your character race made fuck all difference. It didn't matter because you wore. <laughs> it was about exactly. It was about the armor. They didn't speak. They never said a word. Um, they even ref- riffed on that at one point. Um, you got. It's all about the loot. It fucking was, but the RNG was fucking tighter than this country. It was just kind of. It promised me a wizard on just, the moon. Yeah, it just frustrated me that you'd have to keep repeatedly doing these events, and the RNG back then was just so bad that the chance of you getting, I don't know, the Galahorn or something was something ridiculous, like naught point naught seven percent of the drop rate. You know, if you were doing the raid. The grind was awful. It was fun to begin with, but then it really did become that grind. It went on and on and on. And then I just watched um, a documentary on YouTube from Bungie going back um, when they were talking about leading up to Halo coming out. And they've got these vid docs that are up on YouTube. It was really interesting watching it. There's one um, called Brave New World, which is about 50 minutes where they talk about where they started and where they come up to destiny and how big that could be. And it shows you the passion of what they were trying to do, but didn't quite, in my opinion, deliver. It wasn't the game that I thought it was going to be. And 
I know Destiny 2 has come out, and yes, technically they have delivered a game over 10 years. They have added content. They've also it. destroyed a game. But they have changed so much of it. Um, and I played it and played it to death. I played Destiny 1, I played Destiny 2, but I just dropped off eventually because as much as I enjoyed the multiplayer, the PvP was great. It was fun. It got balked at times. Yep. But um, just overall, it was more about just playing with my mates. To this day, I still have no idea what's happening in that story. I just never read the law. Couldn't be asked. I well, well, well the, the the best thing is Bungie had no idea. What was no, happening they made in it up as they went along. Yeah, they, they they actually they actually said like the the whole kind of thing. They don't know what the traveler is. They don't have an ending, do they? Um, no, they don't have an ending. They don't know what the darkness was because they, 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 in the original story, they, re- they, they referenced this this concept of the darkness came for the traveler or something it's like really that. Generic. And yeah, it's, it's really as generic as possible. Just but the yeah, I was say it's the band. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end game. You go into rumors. It's just in Hawkins and the band just playing. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this, they said recently that like the concept of the darkness in the Destiny lore. Yeah, they don't actually know what it was. It was supposed they to be a miasma it. of darkness and. Yeah, but they Who's just said it for the sake we of the cutscene and thought they would write it later. Yeah, but the um, it it was such a. I mean, it wasn't that it was a lazily written game because there was a lot yeah, of good of lore in it. But the problem was, the game got rebooted like two years before yeah. it came out. So that's why none of it yeah, makes sense. Just that it got it's, cut. It's, the story <laughs> doesn't make sense. There's areas that blocked off. I mean, the graphics. Don't get me wrong. It looks amazing. It's a game by Bungie, so the gunplay is phenomenal. Um, mm. A lot of it that that's does what work say, works. It, it plays it great. Is, but it's I, just I, it's rubbish. Sorry, I was going to say I played Destiny 2. I never never got into Destiny 1, so I thought I'll jump into Destiny 2 when that came out. Yeah, it's yeah. a great shooter, but I find myself just enjoying whatever story missions they do do. Mm. And every time we do, is it raid? I don't know what they call it. A raid. A raid. The raid's I, a big I, one I where you need six people to strike. strikes. Yeah, it draws the shit out of me. Mm. Honestly, the thing just is, right, repetitive. It, stop. Oh, we've all died. Go back to the beginning. Do it again. Oh, we've yeah. all died. Go back and do it again. And now I've got a friend who he's put so many hours into it. He loves it. God bless him. But like when we did a raid, he was just like, "Right, guys, you got to do this, got to do that." And I was like, "I'm just listening to instructions." Yeah, yeah, yeah. or in yeah, life, it's not funny, me. Is it? I'm listening to someone who knows what they've done. Tell me what to do. The, and there is a massive nah. problem with Destiny, and and cause I I love Destiny One after like. They taken King. Is it taken King? What, what was it called when they changed? They changed it, it with different King. Taken King was a yeah, big one. Yeah, when that happened, yeah, that was really, really good. But that was like a campaign. And and Destiny Two started the, the Red Wall that they had was such an incredible campaign. Guess what? You can't, can't play, play it anymore. anymore. They pulled it's stuff right? out. It's just bought yeah. the fucking DLC. Yeah, because it was on Gone, sale. And then about two weeks later, they announced, we're going to blow up this planet. And so I can't yeah. play it anymore. I think that is mis-selling mis- on, on an abhorrent level. You shouldn't do that. Uh, there should be at least an option in the menu to play through a campaign that right. exists. Yeah. I got the... I bought that I, and I can't the, play it. It's dis- I think it's disgusting. I got the special edition for the original Destiny. So yeah. um, I think you either got a digital version... That one, and I think it was a limited edition one, which is like the big one. There and was, then the yeah. expansions would come out, and then they said, "Right, for you to play this, you had like four options. You'd fight quick. And you had to rebuy the game again, plus the expansion. And then they did it again, and then they did it again. Or if you buy it at the end of its yeah. life, you get all of it for one. Price. It was just 
it was so insulting to everyone that had spent all their money beforehand, the loyal people that had built that mm. game up. To then do, and I know this is a it's new. It's such a shame because it's such a great it playing is, game. It's it's incredible. Incredible. I don't even like first person shooters, but We've I not like come across this kind of way they've done this before in a way, as far as I'm aware. Have you booted it up in last year? I so? loaded up Destiny Two. We, we spoke I, I, about I, that on this podcast. Twice. I don't know what to do on it no, anymore. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I did when I got when I got my Xbox because it was on Game Pass at yeah. the time. What to, what do you do remember, on it anymore? Well, you see, I, I remember loading it up, and it, obviously because I didn't have a Xbox profile for Destiny, yeah, so like from, I, I had it on the PlayStation. Play the original so level, to, don't you, from the first game? Well, well, that was it. Like it, it loads <laughs> up, and you're like you're in the Cosmodrome, like at the very That's start not what of Destiny originally. One. And I'm like, and because I remember I had it on PC and uh, as well for Destiny Two. That was, was the Red like, War, didn't that it? That was the Red War stuff, and that was Fam. a really good opening level and stuff like that. But yeah, you open up, and you're like at the very first level of the first it game. Makes like, no sense. Yeah, what game did I install? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then after you beat the first level, you get the final cutscene from the original Red War, and then it, what the yeah. fuck's happening? <laughs> it just makes it just no sense. Full game. And, um, the thing that the, I was thinking it, of it, it it also does really stupid stuff. Sorry, sorry, big. It also really does stupid stuff with like. I just hate the design of some of the enemies. I do, like, mate. The garbage. The Vex yeah. are generic as fuck. The Cabal make no fucking sense. Um, the whatever the other ones, the fucking weird kind of. Skaven looking things, they're just terrible. It's like the game, they haven't evolved the game at all because there's nothing new in it. There's nothing Destiny new in it. There's, there's apart nothing from new, new armor Destiny and new guns. That's what people find it like. That's the addiction. Oh, well, well, no, they, they, they did put in that Everlight store so yeah, you can spend yeah. real money on things now. Oh, yeah, why not? Like just look transactional. Um, you also had um, my, my mate M. Flem, he said that the thing that put him off the most was that what I referred to earlier as well is the fact that you know where all the enemies are. There's none of this random, let's have the boss. No, the Let's do this strike, but have it reverse or, or something stupid like that. Do you know what I mean? Just something different. They have world events, and it's always it's the, the same, same four thing world events every time. It's not nothing random. But people love it. I'm like like Stig. I know people that still put so much it is time a good into game. it. Every and day, that's the thing that hurts me. In aspects, it plays incredible. I thought it was going to be a bit like Borderlands, where you had this kind of you could play it solo or you could play it with your mates. It had this story to it that you'd be doing these side missions. That's to me how I envisioned yeah. it. It looked like it was going to be like a really cool, better looking. They've recently had a new a new um, expansion, haven't they? And everyone's saying this is it. Yeah. Destiny's back. I'm like, where's it fucking Witch been? Queen, isn't it? Oh, no, it's out soon as the Witch Queen. Yeah, yeah. that's it. It's, it's got it's back, guys. I have. You shouldn't have left. <laughs> I've just uninstalled it. I'm just looking at it now. Yeah. I'm under my Steam. I haven't played it since the 12th of December 2020. It's like, I'm not going to play it again. Wow. Mm. I have mates that, I think that play was, that it was bit, they've been playing it one That was the last time two, I played it. And they still play it. And they drop off it and they go back for the big event, you know, like the, the new expansion. And that. Yeah, after the 30 quid that they spent. Just like, I just can't be bothered. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing It now. lost me on the Crucible stuff. Like, I was playing the, the original, like, the one-player stuff, and that was starting to get grindy, and then kind of to progress and do the, some of the other stuff. You had to get all these achievements in Crucible. It's like oh, I don't like doing this stuff. Yeah. So it, it forces you. The first it raid they did on Destiny Two, PvP, which games yeah. should never do. The first raid on Destiny Two, the pyramid one. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. Fun to once hell. you got your head around them, and you could get a group of. No, because like Stig says, you've got one person that's done it, telling but you. Guys, that happens a lot. Yes. This. Stand on. Stand on this. Stand the, on the that. The fun is working don't it move, out don't together. Move. Oh, we're gonna start to again. Do it. That was the fun of it, and then. Like you say, when you want to do the grind to get the weapons, then you have to have somebody doing that whole directional thing. And if somebody keeps fucking up, or such a shame because it's to get such mates a great. Together, I'd love it's them hard to, do... to get six on a night that's going to spend about five hours doing the raid. You know, it's yeah. Oh, imagine, imagine them using that game engine that they've created 
and just having a, good. Si- a single player like ten hour campaign with that gunplay. I just I think even I'd be all up in that. I'd be up in that. I don't shit. know whether it's because they're stuck into the type of game it's now become, whether they can't get themselves out of it now. Because it makes them millions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, what I mean, if doing. you go back and watch that vid doc, because I only found that out today. I just was trying to do a bit of research about this. I was looking for the original trailer that I saw, found that, and then I saw this vid doc and watched it, and you can see the passion in the developers about what this new game is going to be like. And I just think that's not what it actually ended up being. I don't think that's what they it's were trying to do. big indie game, isn't it? Their little <laughs> contract with Activision, I think, fucked them over. And I think it's not the game that it was going to be. Make more money! But yeah, Destiny for me was a great game. I spent a million hours in it, I really did. But it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It was To me, it was sold. No kill zone, was it, pal? <laughs> no. Oh, and very quickly, I must say, I actually found... I just found... Um, what's his name? The menus uh, on Netflix. <laughs> menus on Destiny. Oh my god! <laughs> He's realised he can change his armour on Destiny. Oh my god! This the original really voiceover for uh, the ghost. Uh, Peter Dinklage. Thing. I actually found it quite endearing. It didn't bother me as much as everybody made it out to me. It became Nolan North. It did. And I don't understand. The wizard came why from they the moon. It. it actually kind of worked. Because his performance, well, no, it, 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 his performance was, was that. Yeah, D- D- Dinklage didn't have the time to do it. He didn't have. That's mm. why. Yeah, D- D- Dinklage did the voices when Game of Thrones was still in its first season. Yeah, back in two thousand and nine. His performance, because it isn't quite right, kind of works as a ghost to me. Because the ghost is obviously just this unnatural AI sort of thing going flying around. I actually thought it. Hey, worked. did you know that in the um, in the last expansion on Destiny Two, your character talks now, randomly. Yeah, was it? He just speaks like, "What the fuck?" You don't even get to choose his voice. Just got, a, yeah, he oh, speaks okay. now, <laughs> or she speaks now. It's weird, isn't it? After all these years, I'll be like, "Whoa, you can speak." <laughs> it's fucking weird, man. Weird. Yeah. That's like the Tom and Jerry film. <sighs> don't talk about. <laughs> where they, where they discover the friends in the film, where guys. They, they, like they discover that they can talk, and then become best friends. Oh, anyway, yes. Brilliant. Thank you for that topic gadget. We got content out of that. Do we have a... <laughs> That's what we're here for. We delivered the bare minimum. Do we have a mailbag? Is it bulging or is it just a bit sodden? Oh, it's, a bit, it's a bit sodden. We've only, we've only had a few ones this week, but they're all quality. They're all Maybe unlike us, they do their research before buying things. <laughs> yeah, probably. So we'll, we'll start off with uh, uh, Xenos Infinity, uh, who came in on Twitter saying... There's a game on Steam called Dark. It was advertised as a spiritual sequel to Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Ooh. It's actually more like a cover-based shooter, but with all the shooting pointed at you, and you're allergic to bullets. Stealth powers are useful to, useless too. Oh. I've never even heard of that, but I like Vampire the Masquerade. I, I, I think I've heard of Dark. I think I, I, I know the kind of game the that reason it is. It's, it's it probably is. still on PC, then, is probably because it's gash. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you can buy it on G2A right now for £1.36. Yeah, uh, Wikipedia says Dark is a stealth action game with RPG elements that lets you slip into the role of the ultimate killer, a vampire. Oh. Stalk, stalk, stalk you enemies, not stalk your enemies, stalk, stalk you enemies, enemies from the shadows, <laughs> then God. use powerful vampire abilities to attack and silently dispatch them. The exciting story of Dark immerses you in a world full of blood and darkness. No Holy way. Uh, in which the hunter can become the hunted at any time. <laughs> Sounds riveting. Buying that. I think it's... Buying that now. 
yeah, mixed reviews on Steam. It's been out since 2013. It always, it's, it, it's not very when good. When you see the mixed reviews on Steam and there's some little evangelist in the bottom going, I think this game's really good. Ignore the negative reviews. They all must be wrong and I'm correct. <laughs> <laughs> always makes yeah, me ev- laugh. Poor lad. Everything, no matter how bad it is, is someone's favourite of something. Of course, and so it should be. Yes. Um, next up we have Ray. He's come in saying... The most misleading trailer I can think of is the trailer for the 2009 game Brutal Legend. Aha. Uh-huh. I picked this one over some more famous offenders such as Watch Dogs uh, Watch or No Dogs. Man's Sky. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I weren't allowed to talk about No Man's Sky because I've done that too no, much. No, you weren't because you, you would have went off for days about it. Um, the, the reason I picked them instead of these, uh, though those trailers pr- provided false information about features the games did not have, mm. the trailer of Brutal Legend completely switched the genre <laughs> of its game. <laughs> The trailer was depicting um, a fast-paced hack-and-slash hack and game with a wacky heavy metal theme and Jack Black as the main character. However, after the first handful of minutes playing, the game turns into a third-person RTS and stays like that for the rest of its game, uh, rest of its run-through. Turns out EA had such low confidence in the game's strange design, it fabricated a trailer with footage from the prologue alone to make the game appeal to a wider audience. In fact, they even made a demo with this particular portion of the game so everyone was fooled back then. The whole story is kind of funny when you think back, but uh, I would like to share it with you guys. <laughs> I want you know, a refund. Heartbroken. I want a refund Can for I Brutal just Legend. Mention Full price. About no Man's Sky that that put my my best mates off for pre-ordering because of how that originally turned out. Hey, but how dare he? I've been there since day one. They, and it's a good game now. Bloody well, turn that game around. <laughs> now. And actually delivered, if not what they said they were going to, but more. Yeah, imagine if they wanted to charge for it. I'd have been fuming. Well, they have, but the thing is, I hate how all game companies now use that as a example. They're like, oh, well, it doesn't matter how it's released. And I'm quoting Todd Howard. It doesn't matter how it's released. It matters what game it becomes. No, mm, it matters right. on release what game it, it is. It took two years to become a game. That's the problem. I think, uh, I, I th- I think the one positive thing you can take from the way Hello Games did, because they're a studio of 15 people, yep. and they made more money than God from the mis-selling of it originally, yep. all the updates have been free. Like, Fallout 76 came out and it was a bag of shite. And the first thing that um, that Bethesda did before fixing the game was put a fucking premium pass Mm. into it. Mm. You know? Which candy bar? I didn't. That's when it lost me. (laughs) Even me. They're like a massive mis-selling on what's at the centre of the universe for No Man's Sky as well. Like, like yeah, the, and the, guess what like it was? Up. Another universe? It just yeah, it reset just reset the, the universe. Yeah. It's like, are you fucking... It doesn't do that now, by the way, guys. I'm not going to spoil what it does yeah, now. But but like, really the game's so good like, now. Oh, I finally got to the end of the universe and the Rich clips went up on YouTube. Now. And it was... Now it's a good ending yeah. now. Yeah, because yeah, Sean Murray had gone out and said stuff like um, uh, that, you know, you, you'll... It'll take you years to finish this game. There's like 14 quadrillion planets. It took me a week like, to finish it. Originally. I was going to say like the first person to fi- like who publicly finished it was like 17 hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing will ever be better than that Jurassic Park theme, like dr- <laughs> yeah, where it showed <laughs> you get like dinosaur-like creatures like this because it's like it's um what's the procedurally generated. So it could just do any kind of creature. And it's showing all these like proper elegant looking creatures, and then it comes up. It's like yeah. something with like a chicken's body with a T Rex's head or something, isn't it? Like just struggling to move. <laughs> Even the first planet <laughs> I landed on, last they were a bit fucked up, and I was like, "That looks really weird." I played it. I played a little bit of it um, last week, and I now have a Gundam, and I'm fighting sandworms on No Man's Sky. It's a completely That's different the game. game. You it's should good. Release. Yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I do think that was more Sony's fault I agree. than um, I do. Hello Games' fault. Uh, also, playing it in VR is mm, incredible. I need to try that. Uh, I've heard. But 
but yeah, Brutal Legend. No, we'll not do that one again. Uh, last up, Angry Kurt saying, my answer is the first Assassin's Creed. What? It, it had a few CGI trailers which p- portrayed the game as the next step in stealth games. I was expecting something akin to a historical hitman mixed with Deus Ex and there being loads of different ways to approach levels to take out your target. It didn't end up like that. It was more of an open-world action-adventure with more combat than stealth, and the stealth that there was was pretty one-note compared to the That's aforementioned true. games. That's true. So I came way disappointed. The next couple of sequels kind of did the same thing with their pre-release trailers, but at least I found those more enjoyable overall, and I knew what to expect from the gameplay. And he, he is right there, because the, the yeah, first... Yeah, he is right. The, the, the first Assassin's Creed is... Right. It's seven levels of exactly the same thing. You go, you find your informant. Your informant tells you where the guy to kill is. You go find the guy, you stealth kill him, you get a cutscene, and then you do the fucking... The only story in the original Assassin's Creed is the Desmond stuff, Mm. isn't it? Yeah, because Altair is fuck all. He's just just an assassin. Like, you do this hit, get that. I mean, the the, the thing is, Assassin's Creed was originally supposed to be Prince of Persia, wasn't it? it was a spin-off. For for years, for years. And then they went, oh no, this is too much for Prince of Persia. They just dumped a game onto it and it sold. At least we got the Ezio games after that, though. They were yeah, fucking brilliant. Exactly. I should stop calling it Assassin's Creed now. That's another missile. Yeah. It's just it, they don't even they don't even care about the whole like future Assassin's. In, in, in stuff. Valhalla, in Valhalla, they literally don't even mention the name Assassin anymore. <laughs> it's, just... it's the hidden. They call them hidden ones. Yeah. I, th- I, I, I think the point where I fell off it fell. I mean, I enjoyed Black Flag, but the point where I kind of stopped caring about them. There is a point. I think it's Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, where you yeah. like where Ezio kind of walks into this thing in Rome and starts talking to a god with the seed of the universe in it. Yeah. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. You, you took it too far. I could deal with the animus stuff. could deal with that sci-fi bullshit. The, the fuck, I mean, it's Ezio in the fucking 1400s dealing Spoilers with for the gods. older Assassin's Creed. Like, I, I don't think anyone's going to play they killed off Desmond, who was the main character, kind of thing. He was shite, though. He was shite. And then they deified him. He became a god in the narrative. Oh, fuck off. So Desmond is the reason why the world's fucked up. Oh, God, he's so crap. The, 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 the modern-day stuff on Assassin's Creed is so fucking crap. At least Leonardo da Vinci was done pretty funny. He was incredible. Oh. He was Jaskier before Jaskier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's the mailbag. Mailbag complete and not missold at all. And we're near to the end of this, but we need to know what we're doing next week. Well, before I tell you, I'll do. Uh, I'll drop a couple of socials if that's all right. Yeah, go on then. I'll treat I'll you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so mm. you can visit our website modernescapism.co.uk, and you can find a link to all of our social details, contact details, uh, social media, all that. Oh, and our merch store, and we promise not to miss you anything because it's all brilliant. Um, it is really good. If you have any comments or feedback, you can fill out a form on our website, tweet us, or email us on modernescapismpod at gmail.com. And we've also got a wonderful Discord server if you want to come and have a chat with us or an argument More with people us. People are coming in. Or, yeah, just any feedback at all. I'd, I, I, I'd love to say limited spaces, but it's not limited. <laughs> <laughs> just come yeah, in. It's come a free in. for all. This is a fun, happy place. It's a hive of scum and villainy. It's wonderful. Yeah, mainly villainy. Mostly villainy. A bit of pornography as well sometimes. Uh, Twitch, yeah. you can find us on twitch.tv slash modernescapism if you want to see us play along to some games. Gadget's got a nice stream at the moment of him playing Elden Ring. Uh, not found Elden's Ring yet. And we have Biggie playing... Uh, no. <laughs> we have Biggie playing Dark Souls. It is Dark Souls, isn't it? Yeah, fuck Yeah, it's that, Dark yeah. Souls. Yeah, 15-year-old game. Yeah, fuck that game, so he might not be playing... Well, 
You stuck in the archives. It's a, one of the better areas. I love the archives. We love to see it though. The people are there for you being stuck. You see, you should have seen him constantly spinning the stairs around trying to work out where he went. He ended up heading back towards the original bonfire <laughs> in the archives. What um what Lord Souls do you have, Biggie? What big bosses have you got? He hasn't got he hasn't got any of the Lord Souls yet. You've gone to archives first. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what I, talk, I get no help. I, I get stuck in the catacombs. I say, go somewhere else. So I go and. I need to come into your streams, mate. I go into the archives. I'm he's, thinking he, I'm doing he, okay. And then you say that. What's that supposed to mean? Yeah, um, he, he, uh, he started going down to Tomb of the Giants. He beat Pinwheel. He got the Tomb of the Giants, realized he couldn't see fuck all because he doesn't have a lantern or anything like oh, that. Oh, wow. So he decided to go a different direction. He didn't fancy taking on um, New London Ruins, so he's gone straight up oh, to the archives. Do Lost Eyes live first? You'll get a torch as well while you're there. Buy a lantern. Why did I go there? Because yeah, that's yeah, one of the first things I did. Ring was like, oh, a lantern. I could just yeah, hold that buy to my belt and run around in the dark. You can buy a torch or you can get a helmet that's got a lantern attached to it. Yeah, which no one tells you about. You could just buy, I'm you sorry, I've been absolutely yourself. <laughs> yeah, we did when we played it. Anyway, you can catch all you this excitement on a Monday first. evening. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've spoken about our Patreon already, and you can find that on patreon.com slash modernescapism. Or if you do want to uh, support us in a non-financial way, please leave us a five-star review wherever you can. We love to hear your feedback. Uh, now, next week, um, we have... A, uh, <laughs> we are doing the crisps, aren't we? Just, just trying to remember what it was. <laughs> I did, I forgot. Yeah, We're going to eat crisps How many wines on have you live had? on the podcast. So, uh, yeah. You're fucking not. I a bit am. of context. I'm not editing that. I'm going to mute it. No, he's not. I am. I'm going to get the crisps on taste as we do it. Yeah, that's good. good idea. We need to draw our A little bit of context for people that are new. Yeah, we're going to do that in the green room. Um, people that are new to this show, because I know we get a few new listeners now and again. Um, every, a few times a year we do these big, big episodes where it's basically a knockout tournament. We've we copied, we basically copied the computer game shows knockout like tournament that they did. They do every year, um, and, we, the, and the sequelizers, be, directors' best films. Thing yeah, that they do. We, we just do it. We we, we just do it with things <laughs> that are fucking shite. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so we did it with the, the famous episode uh, biscuits. We've done movies. There's st- still a lot of consternation. Biscuits about is fine. Yeah. Right so, for winner. That's how it works. It does get very heated. After, after biscuits, <laughs> the after biscuits, the listeners demanded we do, do crisps. And there's only one man here that could take on the mantle as, as crisp lord, and that's Biggie. He wanted to take this episode himself as the crisp, crisp master general. Um, <laughs> it's going to be good. Um, it's going to be one of those episodes. It's going to be one of those episodes like Stig's bringing crisps. You're going to want a lot of beer to listen to it. You're going to Put it on at a party. You know what I mean? <laughs> Chris, Chris, along with us, if you'd like. Yeah. What, two hours of us arguing about Chris. It's actually really going to go down well at a party. It's going to be the event of the spring. Are we in spring yet? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's going to be the event. Uh, it's it, it's going to be huge, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be aggressive. And again, whichever <laughs> whichever wins is the official best crisp, like the best biscuit. People still moan, but it's the official best biscuit. Um... Jurassic Park's the official best film. It's simple. Our, our, our rules are, are, are infallible. You can't argue with the winner. So, Stig, did you win really Best loser. Biscuit and Best Film? Yeah. Okay. He's going for the hat trick this time. You know what it's like, Mr. Competitive. It's over not there. me. I just, come out with I, the... If I pick the stuff that other, like, like I love, I mean, other people it's love. not me. I've just got great yeah, taste. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
And this is a preview of what it'll sound like next <laughs> oh, week. It's going to be an incredible. Tell your friends. Did you mastermind which, though, oh. did you? Well, there's well, questions were terrible, weren't they? And, Go on, speaking of which, you said. And, the, and there was uh, Death Stranding bias, so, you know. <laughs> the, what, no, the, yeah, that, there, is, there is that. Let's not talk about vehicles. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be great. This episode is we are recording that on a Friday night, so if you do have feedback and you want to get in any feedback on get it in. what you think is the best crisp, then you need to get that into us before Friday. So We're going to put it on Twitter earlier than the episode, obviously. Yeah. But the episodes still come out at the normal time, but we have to record early that week. Yeah. Because we're off on as jollies to Newcastle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yay. But yeah, that's been the episode. Uh, We're going to meet you in the green room. We're going to do our crisp nominations as well, aren't we? In the green room. So patrons, they get even... Oh, God, so tasty. Mm. Um, Yeah, Uh, for everyone else that's not a patron, become one. But thank you anyway. So good night. I need to stop fucking drinking, mate. <laughs> <laughs>